welcome to the May 21st edition of One Nation Radio here on Lords of Pain Radio. My name is Rich, and I'm here with my co-host James. Boy, James, what's going on, man? Hey, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, we back. Uh, You already know what it is. I've been one of those moves, y'all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I figured we would start the show with the announcement. Uh, I was talking to a couple listeners already. Um, but next week will be the final LOP radio show of One Nation Radio. And we are going to uh, basically ball till we fall uh, between this week and next week. Um, so there are some changes coming to LOP radio, as some of you may know. This incarnation of the station will no longer exist at the end of May. Of course, Chad is moving over to the Chairshot uh, Radio Network. Um, and with us, we basically decided um, that we were not going to continue, uh, you know, going forward um, as the guys move. Or I believe they're moving it over to Spreaker. So best of luck to those guys. Thank everybody for uh, everything on uh, Lords of Pain, everybody here been listening to this show, but this is uh, this is a lot to do um, every Tuesday night consistently watching five hours of this show that drives us insane and <laughs> for more often than not. But I'm kind of looking at it like we kind of got to do a special project here. We got to watch WWE during a historic collapse of their television um, through creative through ratings, through all that stuff. So we'll always have these, I don't know how many episodes it was, maybe 25, 30 episodes to look back on of One Nation Radio and be able to see where it all went wrong if you know something happens in the future uh, where it gets even worse. So, um, yeah, but thank you guys uh, for the consistent support. Uh, always making our numbers look awesome. Uh, downloading, hitting us with feedback, uh, you know, telling us you like the show, anything that, you know, if, if this show like entertains you at all, um, we appreciate it. And we hope you guys will stick with us. We'll still be doing shows uh, over on the social suplex podcast network on Sundays. James, of course, hosts NXT then now forever, where he talks about uh, this current week's NXT as well as the NXT five years ago. So it is not goodbye. It's a hey, come holler at us on our block. Yeah, uh, so what really kind of got me was you said that it's been about 20 or so weeks. Actually, it's closer to 40. Oh, 40, okay. It's more, yeah, I mean, it's been like 10 months. So, yeah, so it's really more like 40. So, so yeah, uh, I mean, geez, how many times has Rob been a better show? Like, has it been eight? I would, I would really have to look that up. Ten? Ten? Maybe. 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 Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we wish everybody um, the best in whatever they want to do is that, that does uh, LLP. And um, we thank them for uh, having us come and uh, do this show weekly. Uh, it's just, you know, now with the move, is like, I don't, is it the best thing for us to just conclude this and let somebody else take care of this uh, and let the legacy continue for um, the review shows? Or, or, or should we move, or should we keep on going forward with our viewing habits? And, you know, it's more or less thing of like, yeah, man. Like I understand it's it's interesting, you know, to listen to to hear us like lose our or specifically me lose my mind um, over over Vince McMahon like fucking with me, but uh, you know it's like 
it's one of those things where it's like, all right, everybody's moving. How about we just, you know, kind of stay where we're at? That sort of thing. And and just like, or actually not even that, just like, how about we don't, we don't take the trip with y'all. We just ride off into the sunset. That sunset—that sort of thing. Yeah. So we're going to go uh, that's on what a we're, high. That's what we're doing. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. we're just going to, we're going to crash this thing off the cliff. Uh, was it a Laverne and Shirley style or whatever, whatever group that was holding hands, going off the cliff, similar to Raw's ratings. But yeah. That's yeah. that's how we're that's how we're handling. So we got this week's show and the next <clears> week's show. So next week I don't know what we'll do, but we'll I'll come up with something during the week, like as far as the LeBron James You Bum of the Week award that will encompass the entire time uh, oh that we that we've watched this thing, and then like the don't. you know wrestler of uh, oh I, I I already know who it's gonna be, and y'all oh, know who it's know, gonna be. Y'all know Baron Corman's gonna win that shit. Don't even play. I mean, <laughs> if you listen, if you listen to ten of these shows, you know Baron Corman's winning this shit. So yeah, like. <laughs> So I mean, you know, we can come up with, with, with you know wrestler of the wrestler of the of you know of the time or whatever or whatever the one nation radio era of this like it'd probably be like Becky Lynch or or Kofi Kingston or um I'm trying to think who else could possibly be. Andrade, it's one of those two. Yeah, it's one of those two. Andrade had a lot of weeks where he was yeah. you know balling out. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it's one of them two. It seems like. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where we are now. Um, do you want to talk about? Or go through a quick review or talk about yeah, uh, Money in the Bank yeah, quickly. We didn't, we didn't talk about Money in the Bank. Usually we do like a instant review show. It just didn't happen for whatever reason um, this week. But the um, Money in the Bank show, I thought, you know, overall, I, I found the show to be an easy watch. There were a couple like dead spots. I hated the cage match. I hated the, uh, the cruiserweight match. I was just clowning the whole time. And I hated the ending to the men's Money in the Bank with Brock. But everything else was like, oh, okay, I, I get it. You know, it's it's cool. I thought the women's Money in the Bank uh, match was you know well done uh, for the performers that were in there because you like looked at it on paper and you're like, hmm, I don't know how this is going to quite work because like you know there's no Charlotte in there, there's no Becky, there's no Sasha, there's no uh, or Bailey was in there by herself essentially. There's no Oscar. Yeah, there's, there's no Oscar. No... Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's like they kind of like did as good as they could, <laughs> and and it you know I enjoyed it. Yeah, my general thoughts on the show was that I love the the AJ and Rollins match. Oh and yeah, I forgot like, about I'm, that. I'm 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 glad that they did that because I mean that's that's at worst the second best match of the year so far, um, main roster. So um, yeah, that like I really I really enjoyed the Kofi uh, and Owens match, even though the crowd was dead for it because of the, the you know same here. I, I didn't you- I didn't really get the crowd thing uh, because like. I was so zoomed in on the match, and I was like, oh, okay. It was, I thought it was like 3.75, maybe even four. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's the, it's that nonsense they do where they, where they like, we need a palate cleanser because we got to, like, we have to cool off the hot crowd. It's like, think about what you're saying. You have to cool off the hot crowd. We have to make people like, enjoy themselves less so they can enjoy themselves more. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, when they brought up Lucha House Party for for an unannounced, um, you know, uh, trios match, which was just subterfuge so they can get Lars out there to go beat up some minorities. So, so um, you got that, and and that, and that that hurt that hurt the match. It's like you don't have to do that. Like everybody else, like you treat your crowd a certain way, and that's that's just gonna mess it up. It's like you have you get you have given them a piss break, and now you're gonna give them a piss break. And then, like, have to get try to get them into another match in between. It's like, nah, that's that's not it. Um, I'm so yeah, I'm I really, so glad I, Rollins and Styles um, was good. 
Yeah, like I, I liked. I'm phrase this. I thought that Lacey Evans. I, uh, oh yeah. I thought Lacey Evans did well for 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 where she's at as a wrestler at this stage in her career. The spot was too big for her. She struggled at the end of the match and went longer than it should have, even though it only went like seven minutes. But like, she's clearly somebody that you see that like she's she's not afraid to get hit. She's not afraid to hit people. She she brings a level of physicality. I think that the main problem is they have her out here doing fucking wrestling spots like a lot of the other girls that aren't that good. As opposed to you remember her back her her training her background as as far as her military background and she should be brawler woman's right thing where like she could throw hands but she can't throw hands because her finish is throwing hands so right. she has to do so that she do this other goofy shit to get in to get away of the fact that like she can have somebody else carry her through transitions on others and reversals and stuff when she just really is a brawler like that would like her. They've, they've, they've. That's the they've homogenization made... of the WWE style. Yes, and it's very much a situation of, of we also when people are ill suited for these things that they want to do. It's like, yep, it's another case of, um, square peg round hole. And you know, she, I, I think she has a possibility because she actually is, you know, she's not really afraid to get hit. That I think that. Um, she can overcome it over time, but she's gonna need a lot of matches in uh, in that where she's at now. A lot of those matches gonna be on TV, so we'll see. I mean, we've seen worse people uh, become people that can succeed. Like she, she's nobody's Braun Strowman from 2016, 2015. Like Braun Strowman was one of the worst wrestlers I've ever, was one of the ten wrestlers I've ever seen in my life at, uh, for that first year. And look where he's at now. Like he's somebody that you can put him in there with someone good, go out there have a good match. He's somebody that like has stuff that's over, and he can at this point he has enough stuff in his repertoire to be able to get through a match and have an average ass match and do his finish and do his spots or whatever. People pop for his spots. If you had told me that, if you had told me two thousand five, this is where we'd be at with Braun Strowman, I would never would have believed you. I'd have been like, this dude can't chew bubble gum and walk at the same time. Twenty fifteen, I got you, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they um. I, of course, they they ran the numbers up for Charlotte. Uh, I texted into Observer Live yesterday, and Alvarez uh, read off this long thing without like really getting at what I was talking about. But that's okay. Um, yeah, so they, they stole uh, another reign for Charlotte and um, transitioned the belt over to Bailey. You know, James is the resident big Bailey fan here on this show. Uh, what did you think of this? Was it all too uh, sudden because you know she was losing on TV and then I don't know it's a little weird for me but um okay so you, if unless if you can throw out the weird shit they did where she lo- loses to a was that the night after WrestleMania or was that two nights or was that the second week night after like WrestleMania okay so if you can excuse that or whatever. Or don't excuse it. They get, that was a fucking mistake. But whatever. Um, outside of that, you look at the run they had with Bailey from the end of Boston Club Connection until now, and it's like because of the situation where Sasha was hurt and she had to do these matches where she basically had to work by herself. She got, she got more over as an individual, um, and then you know they got fucked at WrestleMania, and then she goes solo and. She had a confrontation with with Charlotte, where she was like, "I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be this punk goody goody two shoes that got me murdered as a babyface um, two years ago by Alexa." Um, was that uh, Extreme Rules 2017, right? Yes. Yeah. So move forward from there. 
um, she, you know, she did the, I don't know if this was on purpose or not, but like she makes a save for Becky and then she has Charlotte laid out and then she has a decision to make. Is she going to be the Bailey that she's the, the lame Bailey that people like get, give up, gave up on tears ago? Or is she going to like seize this moment and not be a fucking sucker? And she said, fuck that. And then drop, drop, put an elbow through Charlotte's chest and then, and then uh, won the title. And I thought it was cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, I really, my, my favorite part of the night was her actually winning Money in the Bank. Because uh, I was like, I, I never saw it. I just thought, you know, like. Mandy Rose. She, <laughs> she, yeah, like, she, they love, like, look, it's like, she loves them. WWE don't love her. You know, it, it's, you know, it, it, it's another situation like, whatever. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure they said, I'm sure it is very much parallels Daniel, or Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. At 2014, it was yeah, like, I'm... all right, well, you think that we can't do this? Well, we'll show you by by doing this thing with somebody else after you like bitched them on and we wouldn't do it. It's like you fucking dummy, you could have just did this and like and had two. Had them both. Now you only got one. Anyway, like yeah, that will really show them, Vince. Like yeah, yeah, two people. Now you only have one. Anyway, so like literally, literally, uh, Lauren Hill lost ones. Like yes. <laughs> so anyway, yes, yeah. So I thought it was cool, and I thought you know, um, her interact action with Becky tonight where like they're friendly but Becky still wants that title back and don't you don't you forget it Jack I I, I enjoyed that I enjoyed their action and I also enjoyed it was during the commercial break but like Bailey made a save for Becky when she her back was turned so it's kind of like Becky kind of you know didn't want to just beat her, beat everyone up she was like all right I'll help I will I will tag along it was very like Austin-ish where it was like I don't trust the motherfucker, but like he, this person's kind of like, but this person kind of is like useful right now. So like, I appreciate that. It's almost like if they had, di- they didn't do it, but like it would been cool if they, like she had gave her like a head nod at the end of the uh, right, end of right. the match on uh, tonight. But yeah, I thought I thought it was good. And you know, there's a few other things like the prod thing. I'm just over. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I thought they did a good job as far as um, you know, the thing of Sammy strung up. We think it's Strowman. It's not Strowman. In fact, it was. They told a story that night was that like Brock beat this man, this geek up, and then he, he took his spot. And so like, I, it, that's not dance. That's hey, mocking. That's that bullshit. Where he's like, that's bullshit. You just did. It's like, nah. They actually told you, so that's fine. But like for me, it's like I just roll my eyes. It's like it's Brock Lesnar. It's the same thing when the John Cena won the uh, Money in the Bank in 2012, right? Yeah. 2012. 2012. It's like he's John fucking Cena. Like just ask for a title shot. It's the same thing when they like. How do you break the streak with Brock Lesnar? He's Brock Lesnar. You don't need to break the streak because he's Brock Lesnar. Like, you know, it's one of those things, but whatever. It, it just feels like we're going back down the same road, and this is the first step to it, and you guys all know what the fuck I'm talking about. And um, I'm tired of the Brock Lesnar presentation. Many people are. The yep. constant uh, overlording and Vince McMahon being a mark for Brock Lesnar <laughs> and – realizing he brings nothing to the product anymore uh whether as a character which is cooked tired and washed or the only thing he brings is matches at this point which is funny because like before that like he wasn't doing that but like you know at least he's at least he's putting in his half now yeah yeah i, but I, point, I, like, I, so, I think i think it's so, at a point it's where so far, it's so far gone yeah yeah it's so far gone that it don't even matter he's actually putting in his half like, now just go away he's toxic like and 
I don't know. It, it was like I thought uh, Mustafa Ali looked like a dumbass uh, watching Brock Lesnar just yeah. sprint all the way to the ring. And yeah. it's just, you know, I'd like to see Brock Lesnar be a good guy at this point. I'd like to cheer for Brock Lesnar at this point. I'd like to be happy when he comes uh, on the screen instead of just being like, fuck, it's all leading back to Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I can't believe this. I'm I'm not I'm not fully there with you yet, but um, you'll see. I I think I think the thing is <laughs> I think the Look, thing and, for and me I, is and, more... I, and I'll tell you why. My fault. The deal with Seth when he lost the belt, it's always that fluky Brock Lesnar bullshit. He's gonna get it back. <laughs> it's always that it, it can't ever just be a clean loss. Like he had to get punched in the dick. It had to be some two minute match or some weird uh, shit that he does to come off the belt. Yeah, I get you. Um, I just think that I think for me it's just like I believe when I see it, and also it's like um, I'm, I'm just not thinking far ahead. That's that's what I meant. Like you're, you're, you, it could very well be the case. I'm just not there yet, and like because I'm just not I'm not wasting that much of my mental energy on what the fuck Rutgers is going to do this time forward because it's like whatever, we, whatever he does, whatever he does. Um, I I think the thing for me more or less is just the fact that like, yo, um. They have flattened, like the difference between a main event guy in WWE and or not say that, like outside of the top four guys, outside of the top four guys, maybe top six, right? Let's say because Kofi, they're pushing Kofi hard as fuck. Like they, like he I, feels you know, like we really, like he's really say, the champion. Yes, he's he's legitimately the champion. Like they treachered him out, and then he got off the thing and walked away. Like that's in the set of a program and everything else, and like the program makes perfect sense, but. Um, and he's beating everybody in the middle of the ring with his move left and right. Uh, but yeah, uh, outside of the tippy top guys, like upper mid card guys and prelim guys, like the difference between them is so small, so small. And that's the issue when you do money in the bank because uh, you look at the options they had between Ali, who's like, no, not yet, Andrade. No, not yet. He's he's the best wrestler. He's, he might be the best for his entire company, but not yet. And also, like Vince always has this weird thing about people speaking English. Even though Brock Lesnar, he speaks English, we never fucking hear it because he has Paul Heyman. <laughs> uh, so Baron Corbin, uh, no, like he's going he's going to get a title title program at some point this year, but no, McIntyre McIntyre would be a guy that you know somebody that you imagine be somebody that Vince would be right up Vince's alley, but like they he's a he's a fucking shame goon now all of a sudden. Um Finn, they don't let Finn talk, so if you know how it is, like if they don't if you go a certain number of weeks on TV and they don't let you talk, you already know what it is as far as you as a character for WWE. Like, What's up, that's somebody they that's somebody they see at, at a certain at a certain level and they're not letting them go no higher. Um Randy Orton, old. Uh Ricochet same thing I said about him. Like they don't let him talk. Brand new, and they don't let him talk. So, so yeah, it's so for me. It's like you look at that that plethora of like these guys, and it's not that like none of these guys aren't good. Like Ricochet is one of the best wrestlers this country's ever produced. Ali is a great wrestler. Andrade might be the best guy in the company, as I said earlier. Uh, McIntyre for he checks up all the Vince boxes, so it makes so to me it boggles the mind why Vince don't don't isn't using him the way that it probably like instead of Corbin, like they use. Corbin instead of Matt McIntyre, which is mind-boggling. Uh, and then Orton's just past prime along the tooth. So, for me, I just... It's just like, yo, none of these dudes 
are like guys you mainly go with. Like honestly, the dude that they should have went with would have been Sammy, but they're too busy making like after after they gave Sammy all that run on the mic for weeks and weeks and weeks. Learned that's nothing. clearly a direction and a character <laughs> and somebody you can you know make you know make it to a storyline, all the stuff he said over the weeks and tied it into something from interesting. But he's a job guy, like he's a jobber to the stars. Yep. Um. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm. I'm so my, yeah. my oh, I'm sorry, my, my, I'm sorry. I just went off on a rant, but my point was ultimately that like they went through all this stuff. So and all these guys are like quote unquote uh, broken toys. So he has to go back to Brock. In theory, like you know, it's like if you book better, these dudes will look better as potential people that could be the next champion, as opposed to like. Nah, like the person you can really buy as being the next champion is really McIntyre because of how because look at him, and then not anyone do that. They like no, we'll go back to Brock again. It's always funny how they always tell us, you know, the ratings dropped, so that's why they had to bring Brock back, and then they also tell us ratings don't matter. So it's it's just it's just amazing how that works. Um, yeah. So, but 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 like. The Brock thing is just such a damper on what was a good night of wrestling for WWE. It really was. Yeah, man. Um, besides that, though, we've got lots to get into with Raw and SmackDown. So let's. Monday Night Raw from Albany, New York. What up, Dave Fennichel, who did not go to the show and then he kicked himself for it after. Um, so the show. He kicked himself for missing out on this show? Yeah, I, he really liked the show. I'm glad he didn't message me this time with that bullshit. No, sorry. <laughs> no. So, no, no Dave, uh, no. This is not a good show. We'll, we'll go through it. We'll talk about how this wasn't a good show. Go ahead. So, I, there was only, like, one thing I... I you know, I don't know. I have to go through it and see. Like as I re- as as we go through it, I'm sure I'll remember the the jokes I was I was cracking during it. But it was just my god. We saw a fucking reverse battle roll, and I I was just in disbelief uh, and blowing up the group chat. I had checked out mentally by that point in time, but then I'll let you know. And when we get to the moment, I, I'm pretty sure you'll figure out when I checked out. Yep, so uh, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman came out to start the show. Lesnar got booed. Uh, he came out with the briefcase, and he was holding it like he was fucking Radio Raheem. Uh, I the same thing, bitch. <laughs> the man was out here with that boombox out here, bitch. Yes. <laughs> this man was, was bobbing back and forth, smiling. That man got memed up. You've all already seen the memes and everything. Um, Cole said that Lesnar may have delivered the biggest shocker in the history of Money in the Bank, uh, and they aired a, a recap of what happened. Heyman got on the mic, called Lesnar the purveyor of paranoia, and Lesnar was still bobbing his head back and forth, uh, you know, you know, rocking his tape in the boom box too. You don't stop, and you know, Heyman was talking about rumors that they concocted a plan when they saw Sami Zayn of all people squeeze uh, his way into the match in place of Strowman. They also heard the rumors that were helped by connections in the back to sneak Brock into the building. Uh, then Heyman talked about how impossible it would be to sneak someone like Brock into the arena. And he said Rollins and Kofi, they're both vulnerable to the most dangerous man in WWE history. He issued a warning to Seth and told him he'd be better off having a world against him than Lesnar. And then, uh, you know, Seth had to bring his ass out after that because, you know, Paul Heyman just run you down. You can't be... You know, 
So Seth somehow. I mean, look, will you will you suffer any disrespect from Paul Heyman? No, I wouldn't. No, exactly. <laughs> um, so Rollins uh, said he should be in a good mood after having a fight of his life against AJ Styles and winning. However, he wasn't in a good mood looking at Brock in the briefcase. Rollins wanted to be a uh, champion that inspired people, uh, one that Lesnar had no guts to be. I thought that was a great babyface line. Uh, Rollins didn't want to wait around. He told Lesnar to cash that shit in now. The crowd wanted it, but we already knew, knew what it was. Heyman basically said we all going to have to wait for that. He said that Rollins should be used to waiting around, how he waited seven hours at WrestleMania to watch his girlfriend main event the show he always wanted to main event. Bang, bang, bang. And, um, it, it, I, you know, th- this is actually kind of, uh, interesting because usually we're out here throwing women like Nikki Bella under the bus for their, uh, you know, more famous, uh, you know, counterparts and everything like that. So yep. this is a little bit, uh, you know, of it coming back around. So, yeah, it, but it, it, it doesn't, it kind of falls flat scene and like the person that he beat at WrestleMania was your fucking client. You goddamn dumbass. Like it's one of those things. like. Rich as a as a as a rapper that has done that's had a few rap beefs with people like you don't say lines that you know can be thrown right back at you if the, you know if that was the case if someone were to uh, make another diss record towards you and like you saying like oh There's yeah your girlfriend at WrestleMania is like okay yeah, but there, like I beat you at WrestleMania so why would you even bring up WrestleMania you dummy? There's a science to it. If y'all want to hear my diss tracks, go to lessbeef.com and look up Danger Rich. And I've still got them all there and just, just killing people. But wow. um, I, I, I'm sure those have aged well. Oh, man. They're, <laughs> it's nuts. I, you know, I, I'll i go back and check them out every so often and be like, man, that boy was woo, savage. Like, <laughs> um, so after that, basically, you know, Rollins and Brock went face to face, shoved each other. Heyman told uh, Seth, you know, he shouldn't even be worthy. You know, maybe it's a new day. and Maybe we'll see Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. I immediately thought about it to the time he fucking mauled Kofi in Japan. And I woke my ass. Actually, no, I did not wake up because I had to work that day. And I watched it when I came home. I'll be damned if I was waking up to watch WWE at 5 a.m. Then the new day's music came hit. Kofi came out and he's just looking real comfortable wearing that belt and I'm getting used to it. So, uh, Kofi said he didn't want to steal Seth's thunder, but he wanted to establish his legacy as a champion and want to be known as one of the best WWE champions of all time. Uh, based on the defenses that Kofi has already had, he's off to a fast start. Uh, Kingston knew that he couldn't do that unless he defended against the best. Then he challenged Brock to basically cash it in. Heyman thought it was funny that the two champions were auditioning to face the reigning uh, undisputed champion of the box office. And Heyman heard that, uh, you know, Kofi and Seth had other plans this evening, which meant Lesnar and the contract weren't going anywhere, a.k.a. please don't turn off our show. <laughs> and Heyman literally told us to stay tuned. So after that, uh, what did you think of that whole thing? Yeah, uh... I wasn't interested in any of it, but I, I thought that I thought that it all made sense as far as like the stuff they said to each other. But I just like I don't I, I don't care about Seth versus uh Seth versus Brock, and I damn sure don't care about Kofi versus Brock. And like if you do Kofi versus Brock, like I'm just gonna sit there with my arms folded waiting for you to to pin uh pin Kofi so I can be like, oh well, I guess I'll join Chad in the I'm done watching this shit full time department. Uh, so, so yeah, like, uh, so that's kind of where I was, just like, all right. And then also, you know, like, 
Brock's not gonna have a match on Raw. He's never he hasn't had a match on Raw since since it, you know since like what what year was it, Rich? Like, it was two thousand three or two thousand two or some shit. <laughs> so yeah, we, like last time last time that happened, we was out here like you know. Should should we go through the list? In, in the Mitchell, we was out here in the Mitchell and Nessus. That, uh, I'll go. That's as far as I'll go. So so no, uh, I wasn't. I really wasn't concerned about that. Um, um, yeah. So I just thought, okay, it's a it's a segment. That's kind of where I was at. It's a segment. Like, yeah, I, it, I think a lot of people were going Heyman, nuts. Over Heyman it. and Brock are just shot to me. They just are. Yeah, I, I, I get nothing from Heyman and Brock anymore. And it's, you know, I've always, I, I liked Brock for a really long time. And then I always yeah. saw him. And it's not a case where I think he's too lazy to show up to work. That's not the case because no. obviously right. he does what the promoter wants him to do. But right. and, and the thing with Heyman is, I don't think these are bad promos. It's just like, but like I've heard like the same stuff from him for now for like years now and like seven outside years. of like, and, yeah and outside of like a couple of things here and there like it's really all the same shit so it's like I you know it, like seven not, years That's- he's the main he's the main attraction but like he doesn't feel special anymore because it's like the same fucking routine it's like it's like I've seen Andre for the third time that's what it feels like <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've seen I've seen Andre at this at, at this armory for the third time We're, it's over like it's a wrap yeah wrap it up man um like Brock has been around like longer than WCW Nitro existed at this point Jesus. so it's like yo like <laughs> as we always refer to this company becoming WCW on the fly and they have no idea so, um, Mick Foley was shown coming into the building, uh, carrying a, a bag or a strap, uh, that was in a bag. And then Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, who we haven't seen in weeks, say what's up to him. Uh, Titus O'Neil and Dana Brooke, formerly of Titus Worldwide, were somehow hanging out. And Drake Maverick, who has been excellent on social media. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen him, but he's been awesome with this 24-7 shit. Did you just describe that as he walked into the building with a strap and a bag? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, well, I did. Well, and um, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm not, let's just let's let's just move on. Let's just move on. I I, I don't. Uh, let's just move on. <laughs> yep. So so Kofi and uh and Seth uh, walked up on Triple H backstage. Triple H fucking way bigger than these two geeks and. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just you can see it just in the shoulders under the suit uh before he got to him uh Rollins warned Kofi about Lesnar like Kofi ain't previously had his ass whooped by Brock like he just fucking like Brock just just amnesia this fucker remember that we're not supposed to remember none of that though remember yeah uh so Kofi said he knew what he was getting himself into uh Hunter wanted to tell them that before they went out there he was impressed by him last night and they're gonna be teaming up tonight to face Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin and he, immediately I went into a face palm motion when he said that. I'm like, who wants to see Lashley? Who wants to see Corbin? Nobody. <laughs> then Yeah, yeah. Same here. I was like, uh, Yeah. Why? For who? For what? Uh, then we got a Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn match, but before the match could start, Zayn hit it and rolled out of there. Uh, Strowman chased him, and then he saw Lashley. What? Wait, wait. I think before the match, he talked about. Uh, before the match started, uh, Sami Zayn was talking to Lashley, and then trying to get help. And then Sami Zayn said, "I know, like we had issues last year, but like those days are over. We're in this. We're on this new shit, and like." You're fighting Lashley. I'm sorry. You're fighting Strowman at uh, 
you know, at the show, which they can't say what, what country they're in. So, like, how about, you know, you help me out and come down to the ring with me, and then, you know, we help, I help soften them up for you, and then last she said, I'm not a damn dumbass. You take your ass out there, you soften them up for me. How about that? And so he goes out there, and he's, he just looks so sad, because he know he's about to get his ass whooped by Braun Strowman. He also ain't going to that show. Um, oh, yeah, that too. That's <laughs> for the check. Um, I'm sure they'd probably give him a check, but... Um, you think this man had part of the money for uh, parting away with uh, his money for people not doing work? Oh man, I mean, does that does that sound like the ruthless, does it, that sound it, like the ruthless capitalist that we all know and love? It sounds like it's off brand, but I think in this case, you know, like he might he might look out. But um, after that, you know, it was a forty five second match, or he might add six months to your fucking contract. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I'd be like, oh, no, I got something for you. I'll pay you. I'm gonna add nine months to your contract when you had to had to do those surgeries for your shoulders. How about that? Hurt, literally. <laughs> so Strowman uh, basically destroyed this guy, and then he stared Lashley down as Zane crawled away. He was saying, "Bobby, do something." Strowman told Lashley he was gonna deal with him later. He picked up Zane, carried him back towards the ring, and Zane dodged a charge. Stro- uh, Strowman went shoulder first into the post. Zane then uh, got the ref to start the match. He went for the kick, but Strowman knocked him down with a clothesline, uh, gave him the shoulder tackle and the power slam. Sami Zayn always getting Braun Strowman over. Then Charlie Caruso had an in-ring video uh, interview with Lars the Razor Sullivan. Um, <laughs> and so what, she, what was what she was wearing? Was that like her play on what she was wearing on Sunday? Because it's like it's very similar, except one was you know it was red, and on Sunday she was wearing like the lime green, and a lot of people made comments about her in that lime green. Yes, sir. So, so I'm asking, so I'm trying to figure out: Do you think that was the fact that she wore something so similar, except red was like you think that was a play on it? Do you think she enjoyed like the, the feedback she heard? I, I, I believe on the she internets? did. I, I believe she did, and, and Charlie, Charlie can come out here and wear whatever she goddamn wants. So. <laughs> So, shouts out to Charlie Caruso. Um, then she talked about. Uh, See, I don't even... <laughs> go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yes, sir. <laughs> Shucky Ducky. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, basically, she was in there with Lars Sullivan, and Lars Sullivan looks fucking huge next to her. This man's not shaved. He's letting a donut grow in. He's got the, the damn uh, shit on his head from the night before where he got busted open. Dude, they sh- they did the Undertaker slash Andre the Giant slash Big Show camera shot where they shoot you for where they put the camera low as hell to yep. shoot up to make you like you're gigantic. And I was like, dude, he's six three. It is like, am but I aware or something like? Big. Did they? No, no. Is like, is the ramp completely clear? Like the bottom of like a of a of a riverboat of a clear riverboat like uh tour where you can see the glass through the glass bottom and they got somebody underneath the ramp shooting up. Like how? how how much far lower can this cameraman possibly be? Like, like literally, is they he, got scraping, shit is he scraping the bottom of the camera against this ramp? Like, <laughs> I, I want to see this. Like this dude, this dude's my fucking height. How are they out here making this dude look like he's eight feet tall, bro? Stop this. It is like he's, it's he's like a he's, monster. He's not a giant. There are, di- there are differences. It's okay. He's big and wide. He can get away with that. Now, they didn't do this with Rusev. Obviously, he's not as tall as me. My point, like. 
Nobody's gonna mistake him for anybody's motherfucking Braun Strowman or Big Show or whoever else. Or like shoot him like how you would shoot Mark Henry and call it a day. Right. And it's like, who are you trying to fool? It's like eventually right. he's gonna be in the ring with somebody else. As we used to say back in our more reckless days, you ain't fooling nobody. So <laughs> um Oh my god. We might have to stop this show. <laughs> context stripped. Oh my god. So <laughs> they uh charlie basically mentioned all the uh damage done by lars's uh sorry ass and uh they aired a video package and then they they gave him the, the big monster music and all this other shit and charlie asked him what his goals were before he could say anything lucia house party came out i immediately wanted to lucia house party to break him off something as they say uh it was master p and pimp c i believe uh break him off something and they basically, you know, they, they turned into the shield, essentially, and attacked them. They hit some drop kicks, and they knocked them out the ring. Kalisto tried to dive on them, but, of course, Lars caught his small ass and dropped them on the apron. Lindsay and Grand Metz Leak, they went for the dives, but uh, Sullivan recovered and tossed him around. Lars did not fall down once during all this. So he has those same directions from uh, Strowman a couple years ago. Uh, yep. Uh, Sullivan, except, he's at, except he's actually following through with him by staying on his feet instead of falling over the place like a damn giraffe in skates <laughs> then Sullivan gave uh, Lindsay the freak accident he was going to give him a powerbomb but then Metzlik and Kalisto uh, got him out of there and then Cole said they put up a fight how noble of them then they played a video replay of the awesome Rollins and Styles match, which I'm so happy actually came through, so I did not have to come on this show and kill them or call them washed. After that, we got Cesaro in Ricochet, so Cesaro has some new music. Can I make my comment on, on Rollins and Seth? I'm sorry, Rollins and AJ? Sure. Like, dude, that was like the best AJ. That was like, I'm sorry, that was like the best Seth Rollins match in like years, and that was like the best AJ match since like December. So we can move on. <laughs> yeah, man. So <laughs> like people talk about like people love it. Like people talk about AJ. Like yeah, he's in this, like dude. Do y'all not remember like how awesome? And people also do this. Like this was a good ass pay per view, and people always never talk about good ass pay per views. WWE was like TLC was a good ass pay per view. That's probably that might have been the pay per view of the year last year. Like where do people people just don't remember and get selective about this? Like just. Just, just remember. Just, 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 you know. Just try to remember like stuff that happened more than five weeks ago. Just because WWE says forget what happened to each other, me, you have to. Or it's they, okay. They, they say remember what we tell you to remember. Like no, re- remember yeah. for your damn self. Like yeah, that too. <laughs> so Cesaro has some new music. I was actually just happy that he got rid of the whatever the fuck that he was coming out to for years. Uh, I really don't care what it is at, at this point. And they it gave him a new presentation. Is it worse than what he had? I didn't say it wasn't. I said it okay, was not good. <laughs> it's an upgrade. Um, uh, what, what kind of music do you think Cesaro listens to? Like, do you think he listen? He gets down with the um, like you remember his first theme song, like the uh, the swizzling rap. Like, does he get down with that, or does he like what? Why did? That old uh, Antonio Cesaro music remind me of something that I can imagine, like Tony Parker would rap would have rapped on. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Tony Parker, the basketball player, y'all. 
Yeah, when he was when Tony Parker was out here rapping with songs of Fabulous on it, like that sounds like a B you would have picked up and rapped <laughs> over that. It absolutely does. But uh, moving on, moving on from there. But like, yeah, I I don't know what Cesaro will be listening to. Like, just I don't know, man. Just give him, just give him the uh, the real American music and call it a day. Like, yeah, bring that back. You know, like the biggest moment of his career was when he won the Andre Battle Royal when he when he uh, power slammed Big Show over the top rope at WrestleMania 30. His, that was what played. Jack Swagger's no longer with the company. Just give him that. And honestly, you know, when when I thought they were gonna when people thought uh when he was gonna break off as a solo act, like me and you were clamoring for for weeks and months at the time. Yes. Let Cesaro beat that man and steal his music. Yes. Real stipulations out here. Um so uh they basically showed a clip of Cesaro mocking Ricochet for getting beat up in the Money in the Bank match, his back hurt, and Cesaro told the trainer to give Ricochet the night off. Ricochet was like, I'm basically a real man still and I I'm a tough fighting baby face and I'll fight you because I wanna fight. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh did you notice how they shot this? It's very similar to how you talked about how much how much bigger Triple H is than Kofi and, and Seth. It's like they shot this and they're like, dude, you're not even gonna try to like first off, they had Ricochet sitting on a trainer's table and then they had him stand up. You mean to tell me y'all couldn't put something up there to make him look taller standing up against uh Cesaro? No. I, I sure wish that they protected Ricochet out there protecting Lars Sullivan. Boy, you might have a super duper star on your hands if if that was the case. But no, Ricochet loses this match uh, for his third loss in four weeks. I that that's why I'm giving up on this company. You guys have all these guys, don't know what to do with them. So fuck you. Like, you know, like I, I, I can't care anymore about this. Oh, and better yet, right? He lost to Cesaro, and Cesaro just lost last week to Ray. So it's like these are fifty fifty guys. Yep. Like they're gonna win next. Like they're both gonna win next week, and then they'll lose the week after that. Then they'll win the week after that. Then they'll lose the week after that. And it's like, okay, all right. They had like, a nice little these, six minute match, but these are these are two of the best wrestlers in the company. Oh well, oh well. Yep, they had a nice little six minute match. Of course, uh, Cesaro got the win. Um, I, you know, Ricochet is way younger than him, so I don't know why this is happening, but. Vince probably just doesn't get it. So uh, it's unfortunate Ricochet is not 6'3", hairy and wide. So uh, after that, they basically... And sorry. Yeah, and sorry. Yeah, let's add that in there. Somehow Vince, like, he, he can recognize the, the, the sorriness but and, and get behind that. But, like, the skill, like, right, it, it just it's a little different for him. Is a legit... McIntyre is a legitimately good wrestler that can do all that can do everything Vince wants out of a wrestling out of a out of a main event match. We saw him when he was in Brook when he was do, uh, wrestling Andrade and he was wrestling uh, Bobby Roode in his NXT time or whatever else on those takeover shows. We've seen it, and look what they're doing with even with even somebody that tracks up all every single box that Mister Man has ever wanted. He's tall. He has a. He's in great shape. He looks like a Greek god. He cuts fiery promos. You know he what it is? Heel. He can work babyface. He like he can work a style that people respect. People respect him outside of like. What, what do you think it is? He looks too much like Roman. Mm, maybe um, like that. I would probably put that on in the top five. But it's he's a Euro. Oh yeah, he has an accent. Like good look, good good thing. Like the person that main event of WrestleMania and won the main event of WrestleMania this year didn't have an accent. Good thing that didn't happen. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> so after that, uh, Charlie Caruso was with AJ Styles, asking him what's next, and AJ looked like he was like, "Oh man, ready to I'm lay sorry, it down." I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you up. I got to get one more in. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So yeah. like, this has all these arbitrary ass rules, and it's like, hey man, he like it's a TV shit. show, and it's meant, to, and we're meant to have fun, and it's like. No, but the thing he's almost like Monica Chandler from Friends. It's like I'm not Monica Chandler. Monica uh, Geller from Friends is like, look, man. He's just like, no, man. But the thing is, like, the rules make the, the rules control the fun. Like, that's, you don't understand the rules control the fun. I don't want no control on my on my fun. I just want fun. Fuck out of here with this. This man trying to give us these vegetables and shit. Like, no, nah, man. Oh man, hook me up with the pork chops, bro. Quit playing. <sighs> Ridiculous, just ridiculous. Um, after that, so Styles looked like an old man now that's just coming to terms with his mortality. Uh, as he was talking to Charlie Caruso, he said he's back to square one and has hard work ahead of him. And he said he liked hard work and looked forward to it. So hard working AJ Styles, you know, <laughs> just just so scrappy. And, and Why tough. would you say it when you see that I have a cup of water in my mouth and I'm about to take a sip? You want me? Do you want me to spit over my laptop and end the show? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh, hardworking AJ Styles. So, uh, you know, the good old Gainesville boy. Um, then he said that, uh, you know, he can beat Rollins, but Rollins beat him last night, and he had no problem admitting it. Then Baron Cor- Corbin showed up and mocked him. Uh, Styles basically said, who the fuck is you to be talking that shit? Uh, you failed as a money in the bank cash in and you got fired G- as a GM. He should have told him that he tanked the ratings too, um, <laughs> but he didn't. Uh, and he, Corbin said that he pinned Rollins on Raw, which Styles couldn't do. Corbin said it was a slap in the face that he got the title shot, and Styles showed him what a slap in the face was and smacked him like a biatch. Um, and the whole crowd cheered. Uh, instant bum of the week for Baron Corbin right there. Walk up and get slapped by by a dude that's way smaller than you. All right. And and then walked away saying, "You'll pay for that." Yeah. So. Uh, they showed uh, Kofi Kingston and Mankind backstage, and then Roman came out. A uh, handful of people booed, but, you know, not really anything too much. Uh, he And before he could really say anything, Shaman Man came out. He called himself the best in the world and said he's now done with The Miz. His new focal point was Roman Reigns. So, like him in the preview on the com, Shaman Man has been being protected for Roman Reigns this whole time. Unbe-fucking-leavable. <laughs> and he talked about what Reigns did to Vince. Then Roman says he hates spoiled rich kids. Uh, he's done with Elias, so his schedule's wide open. And Shane said, you're not, and he called the win a fluke. Roman said Elias wasn't there and challenged Shane to a match. Shane asked the crowd if they wanted to see it. They said yes, and he acted like he was going to go to the ring, but then he brought out McIntyre. Shane basically accepted the challenge against Reigns, but said it was going to be at Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. Excuse me, Jeddah. Then Shane said he's still going to be able to call himself the best in the world after their match. So is this a best in the world title match? Who cares? Like best in the world versus the yard. So like if Shane wins, does the the yard become his too? Yeah, but then he keeps on saying like <clears throat> Shane keeps saying to him, "You you say you run this yard, but the yard is such a small piece of the universe." And I'm like, "You sound like a dork." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Rain says Shane would only be able to say what everyone else does that he just got his ass kicked by Roman Reigns I like that line yeah um, I did too and <clears throat> this was your 9 o'clock segment 
So uh, after that, Becky Lynch was hanging out backstage. Uh, they showed Heyman and Brock. They basically talked about what was happening on SmackDown the next day. And then the Miz confronted Shane backstage, and McIntyre said, we're done. And Miz said he'll go through McIntyre to fight Shane, so we had a Miz versus McIntyre match booked. Then we got the revival in the Usos, and these guys had a hell of a match. So for all the bullshit we got through, the the back shaving, the Usi hot, uh, none of it was worth it. I, I'll tell you all that. I'm not going to tell you all the match made up for none of that shit, right? But the match was great in itself. We we didn't have to have to do that stuff to get to this though. I I fucking know that, and they um you know they they got the roll up win uh you know with the cheating with the tights but before that they had lots of false finishes super kicks good tag team work on both sides and uh, I like that match. What do you think about it? I thought it was a good ass match, and as they beat the Usos, I was like, you fucking idiots, um because. <laughs> All right, the Usos are having back and forth with the SmackDown Tag Champions, Daniel Bryan and his uh, uh, Rowan. To where they went on to, they beat the SmackDown Tag Champions on Sunday. On Monday, they lose to these geeks that they've been bullying for the past, what, three weeks or so? Yeah. So it's like, all right. So like, should we just like just fold up the all of tag wrestling? Should, I mean, like, I would love to see the Usos like move down to NXT and, and or to NXT UK and like and go wrestle Mustache Mountain or or the Street Profits or um or Bart Tail and Eichner or uh whoever else you want to name. But like this division is toast. Well, they already like, folded up the women's division. But the, I mean, the women's division, uh, the Raw women's division is trash. Like, right? But like, SmackDown, like they actually have a direction. You know where they're, and, you, and it made some sense uh, tonight on like Smack or but Smack or the tag divisions on Raw and SmackDown right now are just ugh. I mean, the, like, they're, the they're women's they're completely tag like directionless. Like, there's nothing. They're just doing shit. It's like we have the Usos. Everyone likes. Everybody. Everybody likes the Usos. They're universally beloved. Let's have them on the wild, wild carding back and forth and like just do whatever. And because you know Kofi is the uh, is it is the, the WWE champion, we can't be having them do any tag stuff at least not yet for the time being. So like we just have the Usos to move back and forth between both shows, and they are the chair slash top. They are the aces of the tag of both tag divisions, while they belong really to one. It, it's hmm. it's really weird right now. So after that, Nikki Cross walked up on Alexa. Of course, uh, Alexa was dressed to wrestle for some reason, even though she's not cleared or anything like that. And they tried to fool you with with more hiding of Alexa Bliss. She's had three matches since Evolution. Why do they continue to do this? Yikes. She she's showing on the evolution card. Correct. Um, she said uh, it was nice of her to take her place and uh, money in the bank stuff for one problem. Nikki lost. Bliss said that uh, she all that stuff, and then the revival walked by them and pretty much sweat over Alexa Bliss and like <laughs> tap her on the shoulder and said, basically, don't you want to interview me? She was like disgusted by them, and you know she was like ill. 
So after that, we got the moment of bliss uh, with Becky Lynch. Nikki came out with Alexa, and Alexa asked for a coffee, and then uh, basically one of the geeks brought her one, brought her two cups, and she combined them and gave the empty one to Nikki. Bliss introduced Becky, who got a huge reaction. After that, uh, Bliss asked uh, or excuse me, Bliss asked Becky about Money in the Bank, but before she could get it out, the Iconics brought their sorry asses out here. Uh, and they mocked Becky and said, "We can't call her Becky Two Belts anymore." Becky told them to shut their faces. She threatened to defend her title, or she, excuse me, she defended her title more times last night than they have since WrestleMania because those are dead belts. She basically threatened to drag them in the ring and become Becky three belts. And then uh, Lacey Evans brought her country ass out there. And then the uh, crowd chanted Becky two belts and the Iconics acted all confused. And then Lynn said the lady came around and she got tapped out. She threatened to slap the heads off of all three of them and laughed at her. Uh, they laughed at her. And then Nikki offered to be Becky's partner. And then <laughs> Evan said, hold on, hold on. Y'all are still one short. And then uh, Becky was basically, she looked at Alexa and said, she'll do. And then Alexa was like shocked. Correct me if I'm wrong. So uh, did Lacey say that the three of her her and the Iconic should beat up Becky. Yeah. So then when... Or no, let, uh, Becky threatened to slap the heads off all three of them. Okay, okay. I'm going to say because you threaten off, you, you threaten a three-on-one, on, on then when it turns into two-on-three, then all of a sudden you say, wait, she needs a third person? What sense would that make? But okay, all yeah. right. It, it, that's not what happened. But okay, cool. All right. So after after that, <laughs> she motioned towards Alexa and said, and Alexa acted all shocked and confused. But uh, Becky just told her to stand there and look pretty, which was just fucking hilarious. Uh, seeing as that's Alexa's gimmick now, and now and the man's going to take care of everything basically. And Alexa went down there and didn't even stand on the apron. So we got a six woman tag. Excuse me, a five woman tag. Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross against Lacey Evans and the Iconics. The Iconics were horrible in this match. And <laughs> Lacey Evans was just there. And um, I looked around the ring in the whole segment, and I'm like, wow, there's only so big Becky Lynch can actually be because she's working with the likes of the Iconics in segments, the likes of Lacey Evans, who is, who's her performance varies from segment to segment. And looking at Nikki Cross, they'll never do anything serious with her. And it's like, there's only so high this thing can go unless they get fucking serious about it. Like, the Iconics she, fucking Nikki, suck. Nikki Cross is by far and away the second best wrestler amongst that whole six. By far and away the second best wrestler amongst that whole six. And she probably had the least... She'll, and you're right. She'll probably, they'll probably never do anything with her. Um, because she's not supermodel hot. You can um, basically hear... Becky trying to give directions to Billy Kay, who is just like flat out horrible. She's been wrestling for years. She's been re- her debut match twelve years ago, Rich. At some point, we got to figure it out. Like, and and if it ain't happened yet, it is what it is. Becky was okay. yelling, "Spot, go ahead." Okay, so I, 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 I reached my breaking point on the show, and from this point forward, I completely checked out. So, f- 
All right, we're back. We have some technical difficulties. What uh, checked you out on this part, James? Oh, like, I mean, I don't know what what you besides the obvious. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whatever you caught or whatever else, but like, yeah, just like Peyton's been doing this for like twelve years. I'm not Peyton. Uh, Billy's been doing this for like twelve years. Peyton's been doing this for like ten years. Like Billy is just horrendous. Um, they are so substandard. Like, I, 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 I struggle at words for this. Like, I remember writing at the time in a blind fury that like, I watched Stardom, and like, there are middle schoolers that are better than Billy Kay and Peyton. And I don't mean like one or even two or even three. Like, there's a whole set of three fucking sisters in stardom. One's 14 named Hannon, and then there are a set of twins, Rena and, and Hina. They're 12. <laughs> and all three, I've never seen any of those three be as bad as Payton was in this fucking match. And Hannon is better, consistently better, than Payton and Billy. And I, I, I just had a loss. Like, yo, I'm, I'm done. Like, like Lacey Evans is better than both of them. Lacey Evans doesn't have that many matches on her belt. And right now, you have to keep her out of the ring because you don't want to ruin the future matches. You don't want to have them, her and Becky, interact physically that often because they're in a program. That's purpose of the tag match. So you're out there, and and Billy Kay is just awful. Like, for Becky to have to shout, with the ref right fucking there, too, come closer so I can give you a drop kick. What the fuck were we doing at walkthrough? You know? Yeah. It's I, like it, negligence. It's, it's got to be at this point. And, like, I don't mean to say this for people that think, like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm being too mean to, to, to Billy. Like, None of this is Billy's fault. She's just still being developmental. Payne just still being developmental. Lazy's still being developmental. Alexa should still be developmental. But they brought them all up before they were ready because they just need more bodies because we've ruined all the toys that, you, that we already have, so I need more because I've broken these toys, damn it. And that's the same case on the men's roster. So, like... That's 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 just the, that's the issue, and like we can't fire anybody because if we fire them, then they'll go and do something on away from this company, and we don't want that for some weird reason. As opposed to the 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 lifeblood of wrestling is new wrestling is new wrestlers, new possibilities, new matchups, and you keep you keep hoarding all this talent, hoarding, not letting it go, and you don't want to put new people on TV to try to you know try to start them and make new stars, or whatever else. Or you 50-50 them to death to where they can't be stars. Or you've ruined them with stupid shit over the years. And this 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 is a this is a sm- this this match was a microcosm of like this is the problem with the show. You can't make stars because you have all this all these obstacles in the way because of your own fucking doing. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you put on this, and this was like the worst match of the entire three day three day thing of Raw from of uh, WWE's I'm sorry from from Sunday to uh to Tuesday. This is the worst match. 
it sucks that um because I watch so much women's wrestling from around the world, right? And I don't want to do these shows and it, you know think people would think we're burying the women unnecessarily, right? And I'm very it's substandard. I'm very you cognizant of, of 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 how we talk about <sighs> the women, and I try to keep it as honest as possible. This is not acceptable. Like this is not like this is not what this revolution right and it's supposed to be (laughs) like the best of the best like it's like this is not the spirit of it this is literally them going off it's a cosmetic business i understand that but they are taking it to another level with this like they okay it's a cosmetic business okay sign santana garrett right yeah yeah i have no answer i don't (laughs) you know like and she's been. It's not like it's not like she hasn't been around for years. It's not like hell. You haven't brought her into your own to to do jobs on NXT. She's done that too. So it's like there's no fucking excuse for this. And it's frustrating because like it, it makes no sense. Like you have all the you have all the talent in the world. Like hell, you could bring up Bianca and let her and let her uh, uh, rip the place up if you wanted to. Or I mean, you could you could you know you could not fuck up uh, the, the Sasha Banks thing for years on end. Right, like, yeah, it, it, it's it's this is their own doing. Like the Raw Women's Division is full is full of people that either can't work or are shot because of what you because you brought up people that weren't ready, or you brought up people that have shortcomings that you aren't willing to try to work around. Like that's that it's it's your fault. So now Becky is on Raw for now at least, or whatever her, her situation is. Whenever she um, drops that Raw title, rolling the title, and that's it's it's her and a ham sandwich. Good luck. Yeah, it, it's gonna be real hard to be the biggest star in the business, um, or a WrestleMania main eventer, or stuff like that with you know just trash around you. This is this is like. You know, I'm watching the 2006 Lakers. Like I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching the 09 Cavs. Like oh I'm watching God. the guy. Cavs is worse. <laughs> like I'm watching goddamn Michael Jordan in 1987 out here. Just like who the fuck is around them? Like I don't. Yeah, and it's like it, it's so funny because you look at the men's division and you see that like Roman Reigns come back and they're like, oh yeah, they're you know Shane and and Elias. It's like motherfuckers. Buddy like, Murphy's right that, there. That's not gonna get. That's not gonna help Roman. Like Andrade's right there. And and if your whole thing is well, you know, we don't want him in the ring with somebody that you know that that we want him to get cheered. It's like, okay, but like y'all did this last year, it didn't work either. By having him in their gender and having uh, Samoa Joe slap on a, ch- a chin lock forever, they didn't work in his matches either. So I don't know, like. They have they have they have choices for who they want to be at the top of their show as their top stars, and then they 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 book them in these situations that aren't going to help elevate them either. It's like it's it's like why why like why will you book Roman Reigns as something that uninteresting? Why will you uh, have Becky after beating Ronda Rousey basically have to like de- help develop this woman? Fresh off, fresh, like that. That has that's not even a star yet. Not even has buzz yet. Like she has to get her buzz off wrestling her and and while getting buzz while losing, 
in high profile matches. Yeah. And it's our first time ever seeing her. Like you couldn't put her in a few with I don't know, Alexa or oh, Alexa's her. Natalia, but like, Naomi, something. Yeah, Naomi or Natalia, get her some wins beating her, beating them and then get her ready. Like I thought what's the point of having Natalia around if you ain't gonna have Natalia show after she's shown literally every woman the ropes for the last decade, not show this woman the ropes this time. Well, the thing is, she's been doing that on house shows, but they'll only ever give the women so many programs on pay-per-views that there's only room for her to work with the champion. It, it sounds like, oh, okay, here's the solution. She's not ready for pay-per-view any damn way, so how about this? Have a TV program. You would think, <laughs> but they're so scared of ratings, they, they cut back on the women's segments because they don't necessarily trust them. Throw it in the third hour, right? Oh, we're going to get to that. <laughs> Like if, if the whole thing is you get you get Becky Lynch, Kofi Kingston, uh, Seth Rollins, and uh, Roman in the first two hours or um, before that third hour before ten o'clock ever hits, you get them the fuck out of Dodge all the time. Then how about this? You do your in the one of the first two segments have your Becky segment, and then the third hour put Lacey Evans out there with Italia. Ain't nobody gonna say oh you know that no one's gonna care because if you don't care about the third hour, who gives a shit what's on the third hour, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and the whole thing is, you think she's going to be a star? Get her ready to and build her up to be a star. Yeah, they. Um, we always talk about this. They pick these people, and then they and then they do these weird things. They don't even that they don't even try to help these people out. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, man. And after that, we got the new third hour of Raw. Oh they, they've cut the lights down so it's like all dark they cut off the LED board so they're they're fixing things that aren't necessarily issues and then Mick Foley unveiled the new championship he said there's been something missing on Raw and it's time to start getting Raw again he said the title wasn't just something to be defended but it was something to live and breathe then he brought out this horrible what? looking belt with a green strap it looks like it came out of a cereal box it was just like it looked like one of the 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 toy belts from like 1998, and but it was blown up for adult size, and it was a called the 24 seven belt. Crowd booed. <laughs> um, I will say this though, mankind. I don't know what was up with him, but it looked like he was struggling to get his words out, like he was punch drunk or something. Yeah, it was not a good segment, and he was surprised that the crowd uh, was not in on this new thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't really I don't really feel one way or the other about the about it being called the Hardcore title or 24-7 title. Um, I, I don't care, like, the uh, the whole thing is they're going to be doing a bunch of gags backstage where people are getting rolled up on and and counted out and you know like that was one of my fond memories from that from attitude era like you think of like things I thought it were in a good form as far as like this was like the good things like anything can happen look at the shenanigans that are going on so and also it gets guys on TV and like maybe they might be able to get get over a little bit with doing some comedy and like you know they did a lot of good comedy with the hardcore Tyler back in the day so it's really easy to do. Like it's literally people getting bashed over the head and ran up on and pinned. Like you can't, it's really hard to fuck that up. So 
for me, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Uh, I, I kind of get why people are upset about the hardcore thing, but like, I don't really care but, about hardcore but, but wrestling. My whole thing like is that. like, like what, what do you spend? Like, how many times are you gonna see somebody get bashed in their back with a, with, with, with a gimmick and then pin? Like yeah. you can't hit him in the head. You can't do nothing else. It's like, all right, like whatever. Like I wonder if they're gonna actually contest any matches for for it. But it's it's a complete joke title. They they've established yeah. that from day one. Yeah, so, but, but that's fine though. Does that bother you? I mean, when you introduce a new belt, you'd like it to be like, oh, okay, they might do something cool. Oh, it's just you know for it's just for gags. So I mean, but that was that was what the original title was. Though. I mean, back when, like when the, like the Crash Holly era, yeah. it was always just it was always a goof belt. So like you know, like I'm sure yeah, you could have you know you could bring, you could bring back Moxley. <laughs> and let him be oh the my god, champion. he would have been the greatest 24 seven champion ever. <laughs> Especially back in two thousand, uh, the end of two thousand fourteen, was out uh, jumping out of uh, presents and shit, running up yes. every single week on on Seth. Yeah, that would have been great. Hey. Or uh, the tiger running up on Nikki Bella. That would she would have made a great uh, hardcore champion too, two hundred seven champion too. But hey. my point ultimately is like, better hope. It, it's all for the funny stuff. It's all for the jump zone. It's all about the jump zone. It's they, a jump zone title. They, they better hope. And shouts out to my man uh, Seahawk from PW Torch, who dubbed this, who has dubbed this the Stay Ready title. You know, the stay ready heavyweight championship of the world. So I will only refer to it as such from now on. Um, they better hope Sincaro don't win the stay ready uh, championship because he's always ready. He's undefeated backstage. And, you know, who, who do you think uh, is going to be someone that you can't wait to see uh, around the 20, the, the stay ready championship? Um, I'm, I wonder what legends they're going to have win the thing. Right. So like, yeah. um, so Let's see. Can Undertaker win the win, win the Stay Ready Championship? Undertaker, you think they're gonna have Undertaker interact with any of those any of those <laughs> jobbers? Come on now, come on, on now. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I can't really think of anybody, but like you know, there, there's plenty of opportunity. You know, like Heath Slater's a funny guy. Our truth's a funny guy. Um, they, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It, it, I think I think it's gonna be make for, make the show lighter and easier to watch over time, um, but right now when it's such a dark place that like I feel like just people just oh it wasn't called a hardcore title so fuck them and it's like I mean look I'm not I'm not saying you got to forgive WWE because after the, after the you know the five thousandth time they burnt you but um I I, I think I think I think this will be a benefit to the show to like to liven up the three hour show. That's, you know, that's really all you can ask for at this point because they can't tell no stories. <laughs> like you look at SmackDown tonight and you look at raw and you're like, they, apparently it's like a thing where like, just because it's, they have blue lighting, they just know how to tell stories. <laughs> they don't, they don't, but when it's red lighting or no lighting, they just lose their mind. Yeah. Um, so it basically said anyone from Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK, and the Legends uh, can all challenge for the title. I'm interested to see if the women can compete for the belt. Um, so then Foley basically said they that... They should be able to. Like, how many women won the hardcore title uh, back in the day? Like, I know one uh, of Godfather's sure. Ladies of the Nights was a champion, and I'm sure, like, someone like Ivory was a, was a one hardcore title. I'm sure Charlie Holly, I'm sure she was yeah. a champion. yeah. Trish. Um, so basically, he said we're gonna have a championship scramble, and whoever gets this belt is gonna win it. And then once it was going on, I was like, "Hold the phone, hold the fuck up." 
this is a TNA reverse battle royal. And then I thought about all the agent TNA hires back there. I'm like, who, which one of these fuckers pitched this shit? And it worked. See, now that's what you thought. What I thought was, this is just like, I thought this was another wrestling idea, but it wasn't wrestling. I thought this is like, how do you used to put two dudes on opposite ends of the 50-yard line in XFL, and he used to run to go get the ball to see who who, uh-huh. you know, who got possession for a kickoff or whatever else. Yep. That's what I thought it was like. Come and get it. Whoever gets it, whoever gets it for whoever wants it the most is is you know is the champion. Don't get it. That's what I took it as. I did, but I never saw because I never saw a reverse battle royal before. So I, I, had I mean, read I about didn't it. it. It's like, oh, okay. The first time I read about it, I read about it in um, I think it was Death of WCW, and then the final chapter is like the death of TNA, and then he described what the reverse battle royal was, and then talked about how people had to act like they couldn't get in the ring and all this other shit. And then when I saw that shit happening, it all just clicked in my head like. Oh my god, this is the reverse battle royal and you know. Wow. Um so Titus O'Neil was the first champion, so you know, inaugural African American uh champion. So, you know That's uh, not that's not what that's not what we called it. That is not what we called it. You know. That is not last night you want me to say what we called it? Sure, go ahead. Yes, like after that, like Look, what are they gonna like, do? Kick us off? Like <laughs> <laughs> like after last night, after Titus O'Neil won the thing, we're like, "Oh my God, Titus O'Neil, inaugural Negro." Yes. Like, so yes, yes. <laughs> um. So Titus O'Neil was the first champion uh, after a bunch of rigmarole around the uh, ring with the, the Gallows and Anderson tug of war for the belt. Drake Maverick was out there. EC3, No Way Jose, Mojo, fucking Raleigh. Um. <laughs> EC3, big, tan, ripped to shreds. Can talk his ass off, can't rustle the lick, right up Vince's alley. Where is he at? Yeah. Um So after that, uh he was celebrating on the ramp, then Robert Rude uh knocked him down and then covered him for the win. Uh immediately Titus O'Neill's reign was over. Bobby Rude was then the second champion, and then he took off fucking running. Uh, after a break, they showed Rude running backstage and then he hid in the corner. Everyone in the segment ran past him, and then he popped out and went the op- opposite direction. None of those my guys saw the this. cameraman, I guess. My question is this. How come Charlie Caruso didn't, didn't come from out of a door out of random and start interviewing about, why are you running? Like how, how she did Shane uh, a couple weeks ago when he when he was running away from, from Miz. How come that didn't happen this time? She was checking IG comments. <laughs> <laughs> so she was a little tied up, you know. <laughs> That was a good response. I didn't even know I was going to ask you that. You just, had, know, that yeah, ready, I just huh? had that ready. I was like, oh, okay, I got one for him. Yep. <laughs> so, after that, uh, you know, <laughs> this shit this shit was like a, everybody saying this shit should have had the Benny Hill music over it. It should have just. <laughs> yes, like, oh, just, just pure geekdom, like, these. These fucking losers, like, fine for this. Oh my god! <laughs> so uh, they showed a, 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 a. I mean, how how is Cedric Alexander supposed to get on TV? Yeah, apparently wrestling ain't good enough. Um, so after that, there was a Bray Wyatt, or there was a Bray Wyatt segment somewhere, and there was like kind of an abbreviated version. Uh, he actually just had the child with JoJo, so he may have been like off TV or given the week off or something like that. Um, they had Drew McIntyre and The Miz next. I was watching the Miz's kicks and was like, please stop. 
Um, match was okay. I mean, you know, McIntyre, you know, ended up getting the win after, um, you know, hitting the uh, the deal, his fucking uh, move to Claymore kick. And then after uh, Shane set up Miz for the Coast to Coast, but Roman Reigns was out for the save. Uh, he gave McIntyre a Superman punch. Shane got the fuck out of there. Shane grabbed McIntyre and they left. And then Miz thanked Roman and they shook hands. Roman Reigns and the Miz, babyface partners out here in these streets. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still just like out of it because of you, you saying that. Like, uh, I mean, I knew this, but the JoJo Bray Wyatt thing, my boy. Don't sell yourself too short out there, fellas. Telling you, anything's a- possible. Anything. You, you just got to get yourself some game. Telling you. <laughs> you just got to get your, anything's possible. You just got to get yourself some game. Look, basically, Period. look them Bray Wyatt promos. He probably like fucked around and confused her, and she she was like, I like him. I don't know what it is, but I like him. Like that day, you know, he figured it out. So shouts out to Bray Wyatt. And also, she's like, look, I don't know what I like, but I like it. Yep. Good enough. Yeah. You know, because you know what people like. Everything. Anything. Yes. <laughs> it's any, anything. <laughs> so after that, um, you know, Bobby Roode uh, ran into Corbin and Lashley, who were just staring at him. They had no interest in the belt, apparently. Then Charlotte Caruso was out there, and uh, she was interviewing. Uh, <laughs> She she put down the phone, stopped checking the IG comments. She uh she she you know we were engaged in conversation, but she told me she had to go. So after that, she was interviewing Seth and Kofi, and you know this ended with Kofi swiveling his hips and telling uh and wondering why Seth wasn't swiveling his. I have a short answer for that. Seth Rollins probably does not have any rhythm. Um, after that. Uh, they showed a replay of, of Ray. <laughs> I was thinking one of us like, look, last time I was out here swimming in a rhythm, I ended up on the internet. Boy. Um, they showed a replay of, of Ray Mysterio breaking Samoa Joe's face and his nose and then win the match uh, despite not Joe's shoulder, shoulders not being down. Uh, then Samoa Joe basically cut a promo said, we all saw what happened. He's not worried because he knows Ray's a noble man. He knows Ray wouldn't allow this travesty to continue. He knows Ray's going to do the right thing and hand back the U.S. title and set a good example for his son, Ray Mysterio Jr. Jr. And if he didn't, just imagine the example that I'll set for you. Small Joe is excellence. Yes. Um, it's, it's a shame that I was already done with the show by that point in time, but yes. Uh, yes. Like that, 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 that damn iconic match, just Jesus. So uh, after that, Bobby Roode ran to the parking lot and he asked our truth for help. So our truth was hanging out in the gallows of the arena. And then Bobby Roode hid in the trunk of our truths car. The group ran towards truth, but truth told him that Bobby Roode ran the other way. Uh, this was quite hilarious. I don't know if you saw this portion, but I, 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 I saw this. Yes. So truth basically I, 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 let yeah. him out the trunk. And then a referee, uh, he, he brought Bobby up to the front seat like he's going to get him out of here. But then a referee was sitting there, and that was almost like, well, what's he doing here? And then <laughs> and then uh, R-Truth attacked this man and then pinned him. And then R-Truth, uh, third 24 champion, us. That man rolled off in the rental. Yes, you know. and then he drove off, and he's been on a run ever since. Um after that, uh, the you know they they got rid of all the red lights and it's all black and then the graphics were in black and white also. So we got a no DQ tag match between Kofi and Seth, the the champions against the uh, non wrestlers Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley. So a tornado tag match. 
Yeah, I uh, yeah yeah. You you would think. So what you're about to tell me is they had a no DQ tag match, and they were tagging each other in and out. That don't make like no fucking, fucking sense. That means I don't even think you could do that on a video game. Like if you try to set up a tag team match. And and you try to put no DQ, the option will be grayed out. Like <laughs> if you try to do that, you would have to select tornado match. So Cole was talking about how fair unfair it was with uh, Brock lurking. Basically, uh, you know, C- Corbin attacked Seth during his injury. What's unfair about that? Basically, like all the no DQ stuff, and then you know anything goes and all this shit because Brock can run in, but I mean Brock can run in at any fucking time, so it doesn't really matter. That's my point. So why does that like? Oh, that's unfair because it's a no DQ match. Like Money in the Bank is inherently unfair. (laughs) Like where have you been? The where have you been the past like over a decade, uh, Michael? That man's been on an island somewhere. So. the match started when everyone got in the ring. Uh, Cole explained that Brock could cash in on either title because of the wild card rule, which is just like, oh, God. And then um, I was like, God, he's going to end up on Fox. Um, then uh, the the heels got in control before and after the break, of course, they were their exciting offense. And Corbin and Lashley were going to give uh, Kofi a double suplex, but Rollins saved him using a chair on both of them. Rollins then uh, did a suicide dive on both guys. Uh, Kofi uh, followed with a trust fall guy on both of the dudes, and then he gave uh, Corbin the trouble in paradise for the win. So uh, I wonder why he didn't pin Bobby Lashley, but that's neither here nor there. I'm always down for Baron Corbin taking L's. So Yeah, no, okay, so uh, people think that their the next program for Seth Rollins is going to be Corbin. Based on the advertising, that's what it seems to indicate. Right. But he has to be he, he has to be um going against Corbin. I mean uh, go, Corbin going against AJ. Because he had the slap thing uh, early in the show. And then like if the option is I'm I we're going to have to beat Cor- uh Corbin or Lashley and Lashley is facing Strowman and Corbin is facing Seth, and Corbin already beat Seth like two weeks ago on Raw, then the answer is you pin Lashley, or better yet, the real answer is you don't book, you don't book the fucking match like, you don't book this fucking match. But if you're going to book that match, then the last thing you want is for, well, the last thing you want is for either Chamber to be beaten or for Corbin to be beaten because Corbin has the next title program, so how the fuck would you beat him? So I'm thinking, like, they're going to come up with something else. I, I, I really think that next, the next thing is not going to be Corbin. I really think it's going to be Corbin versus AJ, and then they'll figure out something else with Seth. It's probably going to end up being Brock or whatever else. Uh, it, it will come up with something else for by the time we get to They'll come up with something. Um, I mean, I really don't want to see Corbin in a fucking town match anyway, but yeah, my point. I, I'd like, rather them do it in Saudi Arabia so I can just skip it. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, Seth beat him in 15 minutes or 13 minutes. Cool. Um, and then after that, uh, uh, basically Lashley speared uh, Kofi and Seth. So that made you think, um, you know, Brock was on his way out to cash in. Uh, Lashley, uh, basically, you know, Rollins kicked the chair in Lashley's face. Brock's music hit and he came out with Paul. 
After that, uh, Kofi and Seth grabbed their belts and waited for uh, Lesnar to make a move. Immediately, I started distrusting Seth Rollins because he had a chair in the ring, and I thought he was going to clobber Kofi Kingston and run for the hills like a sucker, but that did not happen. Um, then Brock circled the ring, act like he was going to get in, and then he decided he's going to do it on his terms. And then Heyman uh, told Brock that he's in their heads, and they're going to show up next week to announce who he's going after. Boy, can can Brock just win the twenty four seven title instead? It would be funny to watch it. Like, no, because you know what happens if they do a twenty four seven thing with Brock. Like, they want to start trying to shoot shit at the compound, and if you try to shoot shit at the compound, then like Brock tries to shoot you. <laughs> so, so no. Yeah, like Brock is definitely one of those get off my property types. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, but that's Monday Night Raw. So uh, we will be back with the SmackDown Live portion. Welcome back. Y'all already know what it is. It is time for the SmackDown Live portion. James, take us through SmackDown Live. WWE SmackDown Live, May 21st, 2019 from Providence, Rhode Island. The show starts backstage with Elias and Shane. Elias uh, excuses his loss to Roman um, on Sunday on the crowd, calling him names. Elias wants to be in then says he wants to be in Shane's corner for his match against Roman Reigns at uh, Super Showdown. Uh, Shane says no thanks, but Elias needs to be focused on his rematch tonight against Roman. So we go out to the ring, and out comes Kofi and Xavier. You get a graphic saying that we're going to get Kofi versus Sami Zayn later tonight. Kofi and Xavier uh, bring out Big E, um, and it turns out that's an imposter Big E, and then they clown his this imposter for having ashy knees. So I will now be calling him Ash E Langston. Um, <laughs> the real biggie uh, gets on the mic and does his usual intro. And then he comes out and he gets a big pop. He goes down the ramp and hugs the fans along the way. Uh, they all get into the ring and there are presents in the ring. And there's a banner on the bottom rope hanging that says, welcome back, big E. Uh, biggie wants to smell Xavier and Kofi because he's missed them so much. Boy. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. So then Xavier says uh, Big E has been killing it on Twitter while he was gone. And then Big E mentions how he how he has been trying to fuck Becky's mom on Twitter. So, so Xavier says, yeah, Becky mama, Becky mama is fine. So uh, Kofi says, this ain't the time or place because he's a champion and it's time for him to be serious. This had to be a rib. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, um, they mentioned that Biggie is back, but he's not cleared to perform in the ring just yet. And then out comes Kevin Owens, and then Sami Zayn. Sami says that Big uh, says to Biggie that he can't believe that he got this sort of welcome return because Biggie's only been gone for like six weeks, but Sami was gone for like nine months and ain't get nothing. So, uh, so what is he? So what is he going to get? What does he deserve? And then Biggie says that uh, they're going to get uh, the same thing that uh, Kevin got at Money in the Bank on Sunday. And then they all harmonize in three parts the word nothing, 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 <laughs> like that. So Owens uh, hands over his mic 
uh, to Sammy and walks off like a little bitch. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> then, so then uh, Sammy yells. So then Sammy does this gag where he has both mics in his hands. So then he puts both mics up to his mouth and starts screaming at the top of his lungs. It's fucking hilarious. Yes. Uh, he says that uh, the reason why Kofi won on Sunday is because Kevin was distracted by Sammy's injuries after being attacked on Sunday. So he then runs down the New Day uh, saying that their ways are part of the toxicity around WWE. Then Xavier cuts him off with his with the trombone, and then Kofi gets on the mic and says, hey, uh, don't be fooled by the hip swiveling and the smiles and the dancing because they've proven time and time again that um, when it's time to throw down, they throw down, and then and tonight he's going to walk right through Sammy. Thoughts? I liked it. Um, and Sami Zayn is the perfect guy to do this. He's overqualified. <laughs> certainly is. He certainly is. All right, so got to get some next note because I tried this new voice to text thing, and it is a disaster. So, um, the next segment we get, uh, we get Ali versus Andrade and a battle of the single names. Uh, Ollie has uh, KT tape all over his back. And, Should have been winner um, gets a name back. <laughs> yeah, Ollie has uh, KT tape all, all, all over his lower back, and Andrade has KT tape all over his left shoulder, and he also has a big bandage over his uh, his right elbow um, because of all the bumps they took from mo- the Money in the Bank match on Sunday, which nobody in that match actually won. So Ali whips uh, Andrade into um yo my voice takes the mess sorry about this uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh i'm i'm just going to get to it uh, the, the basis of it um ali ends up getting andrade out of the ring um and then andrade gets back in the ring he, and then ali kicks him in the face uh, then Ali hits uh, a reverse Hurricanrata, and then Ali climbs to the second rope. Zelina gets on the apron and distracts Ali for a split circuit, and then he finally jumps off for some type of twisting deal. But uh, Andrade ends up catching him with a drop kick, and then we go to commercial break. Uh, we come back with uh, with Ali charging uh, into the. I'm sorry, with Andrade charging Ali into the corner. Ali flips over and then runs to the opposite corner and. Uh, Andrade follows him, and then Ali hits a tornado DDT, uh, and and then Andrade rolls out of the ring with uh, his back turned to the ring. So Ali hits the ropes on the opposite corner on the opposite side, and hits him with a, a dive between the ropes. Then he gets in the ring again, and then he hits a flip dive over the top rope, and then uh, Ali. He ends up uh, oh, on the replay. They show that on the flip dive, Ali uh, lands on Andrade. But as he lands on him, his the the bad his taped up back ends up like hitting and Andra- falling right on top of Andrade's knee that was sticking out. So it looks like he's hurt his back even uh, worse. So so then Ali climbs up to uh, on the apron and um, Andrade charges and pushes him off the apron. It sends. Andrade flying back first into the barricade. Um, and Ali ends up beating the 10 count at eight. Uh, Andrade stops, uh, stomps him a few times. And then he goes for uh, three amigos. And then when he go- gets to the third of three amigos, he does the Eddie sh- uh, shimmy. 
Um, and then instead of doing the third uh, vertical suplex, he instead picks him up into a body slam position and just body slams Andrade into the fucking uh, <laughs> corner. It was brutal. Um, so then Andrade ends up... Uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a huge mess. Um, I'm, I'm going to cut through because it's a long match. Basically, there's a spot where uh, Andrade goes and does normal, uh, his normal uh, double knees uh, charging to the opposite corner um, on, against the back, into, against the bottom turnbuckle. This time, instead of doing that, he flips Andra- uh, Ali around face. and has his, his, <laughs> his, his uh, basically his face up against the turnbuckle, so he ends up hitting the back of his head. It was all brutal looking. Um, he ends up working over his back again, and he takes him outside, and he whoops his ass, and then he throws him into this uh, the scorekeeper's corner, and Andrade beats the count. He gets up, he falls, he gets up, he falls again, and he ends up beating the count at like 9.5. So uh, Andrade goes to beat him up some more, and then Andrade ends up trying to pick up uh, Ali up to go finish him with his, I guess, him like DDT, but uh, instead Ali ends up hitting him with the small package for the win. I thought this was great until the finish. Uh, I thought they should have just had Andrade win. And I don't know, but I really I, – I, I thought it was an awesome TV match. But so did I. And I thought it was a different TV match because – Andrade like, looked the, like a killer during this shit. Yeah. yeah. And it was won. like they didn't do a bunch of flippy shit. That was crazy. Like they told a match that they were beat up from Tuesday – from Sunday's match. And – Andrade beat the hell out of him, worked over his back, and was killing him. And then, like, it showed that Ali was such a fighter by beating those uh, those ten counts, um, getting back into the ring, and he caught him. I mean, I, I guess it's the best way to like the best finish for both of them to where like it doesn't kill Andrade's credibility um, is that he got beat, he got caught, right? I, I mean, I'm guessing that's my logic. I'm sure that's how they think of it. And I didn't think I didn't think Andrade like suffered from losing his match either. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, it's it's weird because Andrade is going into the IC title match in a couple weeks, and you know he had to lose apparently to be built up for that. <laughs> that's why I didn't like it. Gotcha. So you go backstage, and Carmella is walking around and whispering art to our true, trying to get our truth to come out of hiding because. Um, the block is hot because he has the 24-7 title and there are people like Drake Maverick and Apollo Crews that are that are gunning for him. So she's walking by those two people and then all of a sudden she walks up on a a black man in a blonde wig uh, inside of a uh, inside of one of those equipment drawer uh, chest deals that they always carry around from, from backstage at every arena. And you're like, oh, it's our truth in a wig. So sure enough, it's our truth in a wig. So uh, she, so basically, he says, "I need help. I need to get out of here." And uh, <laughs> so Carmelo was like, "Here, if you're trying to hide, I can help you out. Here's a bra." She hands she hands this proud black man a bra, and and they they did some ja- some some gag about how he's not good at opening or taking off bras. So then from there, he he go. <sighs> He at, he says to her, "Help me, help me, help me." I'm sorry. Look, I, I look, I um, I thought of a few things when she when he was saying, "Help me, help me, help me," and I was like, "Yo, this is 
This is like sad and funny at the same time. Help me, help me, please help me, please, please help me. So she, so she takes him by the hand and they, and they take their asses on somewhere to try to find some place to hide. My God, I, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna get a recap of Laura Sullivan uh, ass kicking, ass kicking spree around uh, Raw and SmackDown. Where the fuck is Ricochet's oh. ass whooping spree? Where the fuck is Ricochet's, uh, you know, flying superhero uh, reel? Where where the fuck is that, James? Where the oh, fuck no, is man. Wallace String? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's at the same place where like everybody else's shit is, right? Uh, you know, um, it, so. After this, we get. Uh, I think we're going to commercial break, and yes, we're going to commercial break after this. And to hold us over is uh, Manny Rose with Sonya Deville walking out to the ring, and we're told this: the, don't change that dial because the next match when you come back will be Manny Rose versus Carmella. Boy, <sighs> so come out commercial break, and our truth is still in the wig. Still dressed like Carmella, and they both do the the moonwalk spot, and then they walk down to the ring. Like this, it was a nothing match. It wasn't meant to be nothing. It was all meant for the gag of. Uh, eventually, there's uh, there's a, like a double down situation, or whatever else, where all of a sudden, like all of the geeks run out to to the ring. Carmella peeps it ahead of time. Uh, she and then her and our true basically jump the barricade and get the fuck out of Dodge. Is there anything else I missed in that situation? Nope. Okay. Anything else you want to add to this? Um, it's amazing that they put Manny Rose and Carmella out there to do this. This is just like more of my complaints with the women's division. Like this is what you use them for. How did they become yeah, bigger and- stars? You're right, and somehow this was still better than the Iconics match from Monday. So, <laughs> we go to the back. I know my uh, man oh yeah, Dan so- Coffin probably enjoyed this match. He's a big Carmelo fan. I know you want me to do with that. I, 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 I you know, like, I, I have no problem with Dan. I like Dan. He's a good guy when I when I, when I meet him on the Largo Loop, but, like, I guess I have to have a conversation about why he likes Carmella. Like, and if it's anything, like, I wonder if it's anything beyond some beyond this. The, the I wonder if it's anything beyond just you know the aesthetic. I think he's I think he's a fan of her uh, her uh, technical wrestling prowess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. You know, striking striking ability with the super kicks. You know, she doesn't. She doesn't. She you know she goes out there and does the the uh, the top row hurricane. I mean, she, she can dance. Too. She can do the moonwalk. You know, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, Dan. Okay, so former champion. After this, after that whole Mandy Carmella our true twenty four seven title shenanigans, um, we get Kofi Kingston versus Sami Zayn. Uh. I believe Sammy makes his entrance. He ha- he looks kind of happy. Then Kofi comes out. Or no. After that, we go to the back and we see Big E laying on the ground. He says that he was attacked in, in, in his bad knee by Kevin Owens. So Woods tells uh, Kofi to go ha- wrestle his match and that he's going to take care of Big E. So he comes out and he's pissed. Um, so 
Sammy is up in the match. He has an early advantage and was uh, firmly control. And then Kofi fought back and hit a drop kick off the second turnbuckle. Um, we go to commercial break, come back, and Sammy hit a huge superplex for a near fall. Uh, Kofi missed trouble in paradise. Sammy went for a blue thunder bomb, but Kofi escaped and hit the trouble in paradise for the win. That's short version. This match was really good. It was just short. Um, after the match, Hammy walked out with money in the bank briefcase, and people were thinking, "Oh, what about Brock Lesnar?" People were, you know, what's what's, what's going on? What's happening? Yeah, shake well, him up. Kofi did something that I thought like. This is a good wrestler that's thinking on his feet. He doesn't just sit there like a schmuck. He knows that Kofi. He knows that Brock isn't coming out. So he he squares up or he focuses attention on Heyman, but he started looking over the back of his he looked at the back of his eyes or started look, looking behind over his shoulders because he's like, well, people, historically people always run run you know think that someone's coming from the front. They always come from behind and attack you. So let me you know look, check my check my uh, my six. So, uh, did he? Did, did Cameron didn't have a promo? Did he? He just teased with, yeah. the, with, the, with the, the briefcase, right? Yeah, yeah. So he just teased with the briefcase. He's going to open it up, and I don't know what opening it up would do. Like it's not like Brock is actually there, but you know, whatever. Then all of a sudden, I know where Dolph Ziggler uh, comes comes from behind and, and attacks uh, Kofi. Um, he he beats the hell out of him. Like he pilmanizes his neck. Or he puts it, he beats him up. He almost he does like a uh, he puts him almost like in a tree or wall type of situation um, against the uh, what is it called like the the hard wires or whatever else that hold the turnbuckle in place um, against the post. Yeah, and also pull it, and then from there he also like yank gouges is gouging his eyes like almost like yank him almost like in a Boston crab almost from the same uh, across the turnbuckle stuff. Uh, then he gets him on outside. He gets he beats him up with a and stomps him out. Uh, hits him with a chair a few times, I believe, and then he um, wraps the chair around his head and then um, shoves him chair first, chair and head first into the announce side of the announce table. Um, geeks assemble. They break it up. Uh, Dolph ends up taking a break and then he comes back and he ends up uh, putting the chair around his around Kofi's neck and he ends up stomping on it twice. So he got pilmanized. Uh, the crowd is in a hushed silence. They uh, they start clapping in the New Day chant, like hoping that Kofi be okay. Um, they stre- do a stretcher job on him. They bring him up the ramp, halfway up the ramp. He comes to and tries to get off the ramp, gets off of the uh, the stretcher, uh, but he ends up laying back down. Then when he, he gets all the way up to the end of the ramp, he gets up, gets on his own two feet with a title, and walks off on it on under his own strength. Um, what were your thoughts on this? This was incredible. This is wrestling, the spirit of wrestling that I enjoy. The best of 1,000 is back. These guys are career <laughs> rivals. These dudes have wrestled each other so many times, and they fought each other for the U.S. belt. They fought for the Intercontinental title. Now they're fighting for the world title. This is this is how wrestling is supposed to be done. This is Triple H and The Rock going at it when for the uh, for the IC title. <laughs> this is Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels going at it for the IC title, and then later fighting for the world title. This makes sense. This is awesome. Like, and and then the promo you're gonna get into it later. It all just fucking clicks together perfectly. Ziggler's a guy that Kofi can beat. Um, the story is amazing, and it took 
no time at all for people to get invested back in Dolph Ziggler, and he's been gone forever. Uh, it was awesome to see the babyface actually get the sympathy and the admiration from the crowd during an attack like this, and people weren't saying one more time uh, for, for Ziggler to fuck him up. It was just like, this is pro wrestling right here. This wasn't sports yeah. entertainment or, or anything like that. This was <laughs> a dude jumped him and then fucked him up. And then the crowd wanted their hero, the champion, to rise the fuck up. The champion rises the fuck up and gives the audience hope. And then this evil motherfucker explains himself later. This is so simple, James. Why can't they do this more often? Yeah, um, I... Okay, so two things. I thought the execution of this beatdown was excellent. Um, I thought the escalation of the violence also... Uh, for the for, Just for the video package alone was, was great. Um, I thought they explained how they got... I thought they did a good job explaining why um, of getting Big E and Xavier off the table. I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed the fact that, like, because of um, because of because of who's out there with Sammy and Kevin, um, like they're gone, and then Heyman's not really there. So, like, it came out of left field. And then, so is, but then once he cuts the promo, like it all makes sense. Like he just broke it. But we'll we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, so you have that. Like I thought all that was laid out well, and everything explains like what, like why, like how come no one came out and saved him? And also, I also enjoyed the touch of of him. He try, They shot the thing where like the crowd was chanting for him throughout the time he's getting stretched, hoping that he's okay. They show people that, you know, kind of have their faces, their hands over their faces, like hoping he's okay. Marks. So then, <laughs> so then, uh, so then he, he, I really love the touch of him fighting up off of the table, off of the stretcher the first time and laying back down. And then, and then finally like getting off on his own feet. Like I thought that it was good enough. Just him alone, just, trying to fight the first time, but the beating was so bad that he has to get stretched out. And but like the second part where we're like, no, he's a top guy. He's he's walking off on this on power. I was like, see, we have get like, look, the shit we've said about Vince and and um and how he treats uh his his uh his black talent, all that shit's all that shit's true, all that shit's documented, all that shit's there, and I ain't changed my mind on none of it. But I will say this. They have done a tremendous job with babyface, uh, babyface Kofi Kingston as, as top champion. They've done it like they've done it as well as I think they could have. Yeah, right, and, as and I and imagine, I, and, I, and I feel so, like they, they there's so much mileage in, in keeping him as the champion to like SummerSlam. Just see what happens. Like this guy is he's on fire right now. And all the traditional stuff works. Like he's a family man, and he fights for his friends, and like and like. You know, like no one comes out, and you always talk about the the the, the Bill Watts the uh, JYD rule. The Bill, yeah, the yeah the you know the JYD rule of like if he ever gets laid out, no one comes and saves him because he's because he's the top guy and he can fight his own battles. And like this, you know, they've you know through happenstance with the Biggie injury and also with um, tonight, this wasn't necessarily happenstance. Like they, I mean, they played into it by him getting him off the table and getting Xavier away, but like he's able to make it. He's able to save himself. And also, like, I, I I enjoy what they're doing, what they've done. And now, I mean, I don't know what that means for Sammy and Owens. I think we have some breaking theory, news. We have some breaking news. So apparently, Kevin Owens has refused to go to Saudi Arabia. That's why this Ziggler program uh-huh. has emerged. Okay, that's cool. 
Um, I thought I I mean I thought the potential before I heard that news. I thought the potential was that like the story is that they are moving Kofi and kind of separating the new day and letting him do this with Ziggler while we get Big E and Xavier versus the Canuck, oh, the yeah. the Quebecers. Yeah. That'd be cool because yeah. you know like they should have made them a tag team like a year ago. Yeah. Um. But but anyway, uh, yeah, I I, I I really enjoy what they did with this whole thing, and then we'll get to the Ziggler thing in a second. Um, so, uh, okay, so yeah, we end up getting, I believe, yeah. So we go to commercial break, and we come back, and we get a recap of what we just saw from the beatdown with Ziggler, and um, we we're get told we're going to later get an update on Kofi. Um, so then we see Roman, he's walking into SmackDown because the big doll shows up when he wants. Um, we're supposed to pretend that, like he wasn't there like, you know, six hours ago. Uh, so, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, that's the thing I always hate about, like, oh, he's walking in the show late. He's like, no, you didn't. Get out of here. So I don't care. I don't even care if somebody I like. like when it's Dean Ambrose, I heard, you know, walk, you know, hitchhiking his ass, his drifting ass all the way from, you know, a, a, a town 100 miles away to the next one. It still is like, no, man, you've been here for like six hours. Don't do this to me. Uh, anyway, so he walks in and then he see he looks up because he keeps hearing someone strum a guitar and he sees Elias is singing a song about Roman Reigns on top of uh, a set, one of the uh, trailers, um, equipment trailers. So I'm trying to think what what all he's saying in this thing. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and y'all won't care either. I, you know, it's Elias. He's burying Roman. That's all. So Roman shook his head and walked back, walked in. So then we end up getting um, the women's tag match. Uh, the two uh, women's champions, Becky Lynch and um, Bailey versus the two challengers. Apparently, uh, Beck, uh, I don't say Becky Flair. Yikes! Uh, Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans. The skyscrapers. So, sorry. The skyscrapers. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, like Dan Spivey uh, and Psycho Sid. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I I was thinking Twin Towers, and I was like, "Well, it's not appropriate to say that anymore." Yeah. Like, yeah, like you know, back in like nine, like back in two thousand, and not actually back in ninety nine when it was like Duncan and and, and Admiral. Yeah. Like, yeah, skyscraper, yeah, like, yeah, Twin Towers, definitely. No, nah, not no more. Yeah, we we'll had to let yeah. that one ride. Yeah. So, yeah. So before the match, Killer Braxton's backstage with uh with Becky, and she says she isn't happy that she lost the title. Um, she lost the Smackdown title, but she but if but she could be okay with anybody having it is Bailey. So um, Lynch promised to come after Bailey when they're when she's done with with Flair and Evans, and then um, I think Bailey says some long lines of like, I wouldn't have it any other way. So they're kind of teasing it like, yeah, we're friendly, but like don't get it fucked up. Like we'll still fight each other at, at a, in, on a at a you know ah, at a, at a moment's notice. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like at a, at a drop of a hat or you know on a dime, but whatever. So. Yeah. I couldn't pick which one. My brain overloaded. Sorry about that. So, uh, we start the match, and Bailey ends up um, missing a knee in the corner, and Charlotte ends up rocking her with a boot to the back of the head. Uh, the skyscrapers isolate Bailey on their side of the ring. Uh, Becky gets a hot tag and connected with a missile drop kick to because Charlotte knows to come closer. Uh, she follows it up with a forearm <laughs> from the second turnbuckle because she knows how to come closer. Uh, and then Charlotte uh, fought back with a uh, with a big boot and rolled up uh, Becky for a two count. Um, Becky countered uh, countered that into a disarmor uh, and Lacey broke it up 
And then uh, Bailey got the tag, and Charlotte uh, went for the figure four, but Bailey is a grabner uh, for the, for the small for the inside cradle for the win. A, a move that her dad has lost to like thousands of times. Remember, like it's almost like Seinfeld, like no learning, no hugs. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's almost like that. But like they they on, on Seinfeld, like that was the design of the show because they knew what they were doing, like. Their their thought process on their, their their ideas on human behavior is that like people don't learn anything they're pieces of shit right like the world is full of bastard cover bastards with bastard like feeling inside of it like <laughs> and WWE is just like eh, whatever like we don't care that's that's that's, yeah. that's their like human behavior we just telling we just are doing what we want so um, I, I see how Lacey Evans was uh, a non factor in this match. Oh, you mean like one of over his review? Like they mentioned only like the only mention in this thing is that uh, she put the boots up to stop a, a, a near fall. That, that's what you mean? Correct. Yeah, it, she, it's almost like they um they designed the match to, to keep yes. her the fuck out of there. Yes, yes, yes. I said this before. I said this before uh, off air to you. I was like, they are they are now under under Kyrie Sane, where like it doesn't matter the the, the skill level, or whatever else they are wrestling to make sure that the match is good. Fuck anybody's feelings. Fuck how you know what anybody's ideas are like like we'll take some ideas but if we don't think you're up for it we're not doing it so my thought was after watching this match like yo seeing that they just said we're not letting you do nothing next to nothing this thing like how bad was their walkthrough to where like becky bailey and charlotte all said look 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 no. nah this ain't this ain't it you, you like we're going to you're just gonna be around like we're going to use you like as an ornament in this match while charlotte does all the work uh yeah so so we go to the back, and our truth is, our truth are they're running, they're running out from more, from more of the goons. And all of a sudden, out comes Jinder Mahal. He attacks him, and he tried to roll him off for the near fall, but our truth uh, kicked and then and then fought the man off and then ran, ran Aww. off. And then, fuck you, Jinder Mahal. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, so then, yeah, man. So. And I'm not, I'll ask you that after. So, so then in the beach, he they both try to they both jump our truth, and then like they they have him on the ground, but then they argue over who's going to win the match, and so they interfere with each other. So then our truth ends up fighting back, and then our our, our truth and Carmella end up running off. I think they got in the rental. I'm not sure. Uh, ran so, off on a plug. Yes. So, so my question for you is like, what's is the is the match officially over once you once uh the person the champion that gets jumped like kicks out? Is that does that mean the match is officially over? Like is there a bell time think, on this? I think or it's just situation? escape. Like you know, like kind of like a steel cage match. So like if you escape, you win. But I mean, like okay, so let's say like we go back and look go over like a a two thousand match with a uh, with uh, uh, a two thousand one match with Crash Holly, right? Yeah. Like. When he when one of well, I think it was Jonathan Ogden in two thousand I think two thousand match when like when any of the football players that were like at the game and the NFL players well will like pin him right like and then he will run off after he kicked like does that mean that like that match still going for 19, 20 years on to this day? Possibly, I, would, I, no? would, I would think so. Like in in, in some timeline that because it it literally never stopped. Like I know they retired that's, that's the what title. I'm but That's like, what I'm getting at. I know they retired the title, but that didn't. I don't. That doesn't end the match. I, I wouldn't think. Right. So like, the so match like, still going. Well, shit. Crash is no longer with us anymore. So I don't know. Crash how, died. Yeah, Crash died in like 2003, if I'm not mistaken. Damn. So the matches are over. Yeah, yeah. The match is over. 
So now that I think about it, but uh, all right. Well, thanks. It it could have been going still. Thanks. What year did he die? I want to say 2003. Wow, he was one of those wrestlers in the era, huh? Yeah. Damn. But uh, the spirit of the 24/7 rule lives on. See, I was gonna make a joke about saying like, yeah, you know, like Rick Flair say he's a six minute man. What he got on twenty fucking years, but he, he, no. Yeah, yeah. All right, R.P. Crash Holly. So, um, I'm trying to think where we go. Oh yeah, so like, fuck Dolph this man up. Like, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm looking through multiple notes, so you screwed me up. Uh, anyway, so Dolph Ziggler uh, walked out to explain uh, his reason for uh, for beating up Kofi. Uh, he said that uh, so he comes out, and he, and then I'll, I'll just go through the whole thing. He says that he knows that um that it that he was in the crowd right now he booed himself too and this goes back to uh it goes all the way back to myself Ali getting hurt uh Kofi stepped up and got the opportunity and knocked it out of the park but it still should have been him Kofi jumped him jumped through hoop after hoop after hoop after and after eleven years of everything that happened and everything um he became a overnight success um a success that Dolph Ziggler again says should have been him. He recounts how uh, Kingston's path over the last uh, few months uh, reiterated every time that he thinks he deserved that that same moment of you know um, the gauntlet matches, the uh, WrestleMania, all that. Um, so he ends up like literally getting like to the point of tears, and he's saying that, like uh, he says that he should have won. It should be him that won of WrestleMania. Um, and every day since becoming since he became champion, Kofi's outperformed every critic uh, about and been a fighting champion that we all respect and admire. And Ziggler is just torn, is just the rip piece because like he still believes that should be him. And he says that uh, he has a title shot at Super Showdown, and he's going to win a title. Each and every one of you are going to respect him um, the same way that you guys respect Kofi. Um, this is that lost generation that they always yep. talk about, right? And they have yep. all this this backstory and all these years of being passed over and frustrations and real stuff they can tap into and that's why I think I like this so much. Like, I mean, you honestly, I mean, if they didn't turn Miz's face, this could have been Miz. It, uh, doing this, cutting the same exact thing like, yeah, you know, I was the champion, but I was never the man and I never had the crowd's respect and I've, and I've always you know, I've always wanted the crowd's respect. Um, you've never given it to me and when I beat Kofi, I'm going to get it. If If Cody was still around, could have been Cody. Um, and, you know, I always joke to you about, like, like, dude, like, Dolph Ziggler is, he he's Maverick from, from Top Gun. Like, he thinks he's the best. He's he's a smug prick, and he gives himself a trouble because he's he has too much confidence for his own good, and he flies too close to the sun, and his, and his wings always melt. And that's supposed to be the reason why you love him so much, because he has confidence in himself. Um, and, it, you know, over time, like, they screwed it up over the years, but that's kind of his thing. Well, like this is he's always had this history of these matches with Kofi and his back and forth for like, you know, the the Mrs. and the Cody's as well. Best of one thousand. So yeah. So like what literally one of his it was almost like watching um uh Do you remember the Ali video the Ali movie? Um, with Will Smith, where like he's sitting there, he's watching um Foreman Foreman Frazier, yeah, and he's like, and he's like Foreman's gonna beat him. I was like, he's like Frazier, yeah, and then all of a sudden, like, and then and then Foreman like knocks knocks out Frazier, and you see it on his face, like, 
oh my god, like this dude just beat, like this dude just knocked out my rival. Like, oh my god, it's like the same thing. Like, oh, it's Kofi, whatever. We were rivals. Like, I'm the one that's gonna end. Up. I'm the one that's gonna drop. Him. And then he never. And then like, oh, or like. Kofi, like I'm Kofi. I'm it's me. Like Kofi's just another guy that's like me. He's never gonna pass it. Like he's never gonna surpass me. We're on the same level. And then you find like he's on the he's on a different level. And you're just like every like every your sense of self is just completely questioned and shattered. And like Ziggler, all the confidence and all the bravado is just broken. And he's like, I have I, I have I have to take this title for him to like so I can like back up everything I've said for the last decade in this company. Because yeah. I had to jump through all these same hoops that Kofi had to jump through, but like I never got on WrestleMania. I've never had a singles match at WrestleMania. Yep. Kofi did that and, and won the title. Like he, he never he didn't say this, but like we you all can feel it. Was, you if you watched if you watch this company long enough, you know like when Ziggler used to cut those backstage promos about like I'm so damn good and I need to keep getting overlooked. Is like there's some tr- there is truth to that and like this how I broke out. You know, and like this is a story that's there. Like it's absolutely there in their, you know, in their footage. If they just go through it, they can there's a story there. There's a fucking don't, monster just, video package waiting for this. Just don't just don't stray too far from this. Don't get too goddamn cute. Just just tell a story that like Keep it's already the same there, it's already believable. Don't don't fuck around and and and, and injure injure Kofi and yes. make that just not a whole harmless agreement on the other bullshit. Just just Hold it in the road and just get it to to get it to. Don't I make guess, it a uh, triple threat match. Don't don't suspend Kofi Kingston. Yes. Don't don't yes. um have Dolph Ziggler banned from the building. Yes. What, none of that. what else could they do to fuck it up? Like <laughs> don't don't have uh don't have Kofi get arrested or anything. Oh none yeah. of that. Like yeah, this is a yeah. simple simple story, and yes. I think it has so much. It has so much potential to be added on to like with Kofi's, you know, his long struggle to finally get to the title. There's still these loose ends from his past that he needs to tie to tie up. And Ziggler's one of them. Another one's Randy Orton. So I'm, I'm hoping those all, all come through. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So after, after this, like, um, we end up getting Roman Reigns versus Elias and, uh, and one of the most, pro, one of the, I mean, outside of maybe actually no, this was a more pleasant surprise than even the Money in the Bank Women's Ladder Match uh, from this the last three days. So you think so? Uh, I think it was the same match they had at the end of 2017 where he did the flip power bomb joint. But I thought this was I thought this was a fun match. I didn't I wouldn't say it was necessarily good, but I thought it was a fun match. And like getting a fun match out of Elias is a lot more than I expect out of Elias. This was, to my opinion, this is the second best singles match Elias I've ever seen him have. <laughs> so. Like oh, you know, honestly, yeah. like if not for this finish, like I would have, I would have been like Roman Reigns nominated for Wrestler of the Week after this performance. <laughs> and man, that man got a passable match out of Elias. That's funny. Yeah. So, uh, they man or Shane introduces Elias as the greatest acquisition in SmackDown Live history, and then we remember like, oh yeah, all this stuff, all this began because Roman was upset that he was not called the greatest acquisition in SmackDown history, so he came out and punched a seventy-three-year-old man. That's all that happened. That's the inciting incident for all of this. Boy, he punched the old man because he didn't call because he because he because he was the well, old man. Yeah, or, or old he, man just had an ab- absent-minded thought. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the old man's an asshole, and it's been meddlesome with all the other storylines for the past like big storylines for the past months. But still, like 
that's the babyface punches dude out because he he's so out of touch and he decided to tell the lie. It's like this big acquisition and not the big dog. Okay, um, great. So now we have to see Shane and Elias versus Roman. Like, no, thank you. Uh, so anyway, uh, Reigns ends up starting to match firmly in control and he ended up rocking Elias with some right hands. Uh, Shane ends up threatening uh, Reigns and then Elias took over and he ends up sending Reigns to the ring post. Uh, we come back from a break, and uh, Reigns hits a flying clothesline. He followed up with a big boot. He ends up setting up a Superman punch, but McMahon or Shane ends up grabbing uh, Roman's leg from the outside. Uh, Elias then hits a flying knee in the corner, and then Reigns is fighting back with a big right hand. Uh, Elias regains control and hits a hits a he gets him an electric chair and hits an electric chair set out power bomb uh, for a near fall. They end up trading some shots in the middle of the ring. Reigns is hitting a Superman punch, but McMahon. Uh oh, I'm sorry. And then goes for the pin while they're close to the ropes, and then Shane ends up getting uh Elias' leg on the ropes while uh Kyoto pretends he doesn't see it. So uh Reigns hits a drive by on gets out the ring and hits a drive by on Shane. Elias ends up taking advantage of that and he hits an elbow, uh, a big elbow off the top rope for a near fall. Elias ends up uh pulling up the turnbuckle pad and distracts uh Kyoto. Um, uh, Shane's is up uh, putting the guitar in the ring, so Elias can go grab it and use it on Reigns, but Reigns is just, instead just hits him with a spear for the win. So Shane gets in the ring, uh, attacks uh, uh, from Mount, ends up uh, throwing strikes down on Reigns. Uh, he ends up teasing he's going to hit Reigns with the guitar, but Reigns is up uh, hitting Superman punch. So Reigns picks up the guitar, and I'm thinking, yes, Yes, Roman, break this shit over uh, over Shane's back or whatever else. Hmm. But instead, out comes Drew McIntyre. He hits a Claymore kick on Roman, and they both stand over the top of Roman to end the show. And they fade to black. Yeah, I'm I'm like, well, why does he have to deal with McIntyre again? He already dispatched his fucker at WrestleMania, and he's on like a different brand. But and he beat him two weeks ago. Yeah, or a week ago. I I don't get it on that. I mean, they made him. They I mean. Dude, you know what's gonna happen. Like Shane's about to be like, Shane's about to turn this shit into Paul Jones' army, and he's gonna have motherfucking McIntyre, and he already has Lashley, and he already has uh, Elias. Can can he pick a motherfucker that's exciting, or can can really like really go? Why don't he just? I'm gonna say it again. Where's Buddy Murphy? Like, (laughs) like, well, well, just wait because. It's just a matter of time before he, he before he somehow fixes he squashes the beef between McIntyre and Corbin and Corbin is, is on the payroll too oh and then it's uh, and it, yeah and it's just like yeah I have all the hills no one wants to see wrestle ever um uh and he's gonna pe- he's gonna be collecting like the sorry boring hills like Pokemon Jesus like Christ. like you somehow find some interesting you know what the interest one's supposed to be right Shane. <laughs> Holy shit. So, Never outshine so yeah. the master. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, yeah. so, so, what was a better show, you'd say? Oh, my God. SmackDown. I'm, I mean, if you, if you uh, I'm sorry. Like, I had an enjoyable match out of Elias. It was the main event, but still it was an enjoyable match. I enjoyed the, I, I thought that the women's match with Charlotte, uh, Charlotte based in a handicap match. <laughs> I thought that was a good match. That's I funny. thought that the uh, match. With Sammy was really good. It was short, but it was really good. And I thought that um, Andrade and Ali was great. Yeah, so, so yeah, got a, a couple things like I, I think really brought it down was the women's match. The um, you know Cesaro and Ricochet was re- was pretty good. Um, yeah. The twenty four seven rule. I, I, I'm still trying to figure out how to process this, but it was funny. 
um, for yeah. what they were doing. But yeah, yeah and, and I'm the, tending to go with SmackDown here, like yeah. like the history of the show says. <laughs> yeah, and also like everything they did on SmackDown, like it it like most of it, almost all of it made sense. And also like you had the angle with uh with, with Ziggler and the beat down and the promo after after that, all that shit was was top notch. I said top notch, like it's something I normally say, but yeah, um, yeah, I thought SmackDown was a was a good ass show. Yeah, I'm. I might have to write about Ziggler and Kofi. Like I, like, and I haven't written in a while. So, um, but yeah, that's gonna wrap up the SmackDown review. We will be back with the LeBron James U Bum of the Week, as well as the Wrestler of the Week. A name caller. What I say? Come here, you say it. Call him a bum. <laughs> it's not a name call. It's a nice. You bum. Welcome back. Y'all already know what it is. It is time for the LeBron James U-Bum of the Week. So this is, will be our last weekly award. Next week, we're going to try to summarize all the shows. So I think I'm going to be trying to write names down during the week. Maybe go through some past winners to uh, see who exactly we should be nominating for this thing. But uh, without further ado, Baron Corbin. Obviously a name that isn't going to shock anybody here if you've listened to this show for any amount of time. This man was slapped by a man damn near a foot shorter than him. Um, (laughs) And he responded by doing nothing. Uh, He was pinned in the main event as well. And he's just Corbin. So um, the Iconics, both of them. When you talk about ineptitude, when you talk about substandard conditions, T.I. voice. (laughs) When you talk about literally the death of a division, it's on their watch. Bobby Roode, he tried tried to basically come up and and, and hate on one brother, right? All for another brother to go ahead and just uh, take that right off him right away and hoodwink him and Bobby Roode. Uh, he looked at the ref and he saw a referee and didn't know what it was. He was about to get rolled on. Had no idea. Sami Zayn, he got beat the fuck up across like states this week. Like, (laughs) so he started in Connecticut with the ass whooping. And then where were they on Monday? I don't even know where they were on Monday. Uh, Providence. They were in in Providence, I think. No, Providence was, uh, was SmackDown. Okay. I'm assuming they were like uh, Albany. Yeah. They were in Albany. That's right. They were in Albany. So, yeah, that's why they had uh that's yeah, because the finish show shout out. That's right. Yep. Yeah, so that man got his ass whooping three stays this week. So <laughs> um it hung upside down and pinned by the champion and squashed. Yeah, bad week to be Sami Zayn. Then the Usos. Um Just like every other just like every week he's ever had on the main roster. Damn near, yeah. What did what did he what did he do to Vince? Like Jesus Christ! Like Sami Zayn even came back in shape. Like man got a six pack right now. Sami was always in shape. The thing is, look, man, you watched him NXT and he was like, he's taller and better shape than than Daniel Bryan. He works a he works a flashier style than Daniel Bryan. He's I'm not saying he's as good as workers Bryan because Bryan's one of the best workers this country's ever produced. Um, or this continent's ever produced, but like Sammy is also a great worker, and it's just like I don't know what it is. It, maybe it's because he's maybe because he's a ginger. I don't know. That's got to be it. 
I, I, I don't get it. I don't. But Vince likes like, Sheamus, though. So. And, then, and then they give him the mic. Well, well yeah. yeah, that's true. I, yeah, but yeah. they give him the mic, and and it's not like one of those dudes where like, they treat him like a geek because he's an uncharismatic or whatever else. They give him the mic. They let him like, give his heart, bear his heart and soul as a babyface or as a heel. And he gets to his it gets to his character, and he gives you the character that you that all these other guys that he, he that Vince has pushed over the years that don't have a a drop of that, and they beat him, and they beat him like a fucking drum set every chance they get, regardless of the baby face or heel. The closest thing he's ever had for a moment in WWE was when he won that battleground match when we thought that they were going to separate uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going to the brand split. That about it. Yeah, that was the peak. Yeah, and then the USO. That was that was your one. Yeah, yeah, that was three years ago. Boy, um, the USOs were uh, they lost to the fucking geeks that they've been tormenting for weeks. Yep, yep. Regardless, it was a great match. Yep. Oh well. Um. Yep. So where you at? Jesus. I mean. Somebody on his list made you turn the show off or or completely unplug from the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sami Zayn was just like they, they. Yikes. New levels. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with the Iconics because this was one of the things where like not only are they booking them like geeks, they perform like geeks. They, yeah, like honestly. This should have just been Billy Kay's award. Like, Peyton won goodness thing either, but, like, it, she was bad as well, but, like, she was not Peyton Royce. Peyton Royce is like, you need to go back to Orlando or Winter Park or, or Winter, yeah, uh, Winter Park Billy or whatever Kay, the fuck yeah. they're calling it. You need to go back to Central Central Florida. Yeah, you know, get it, get in the ring with the headgear, like, and just start from scratch, like, completely, like, retrain, like, you know. Do the bump drills, like I don't, <laughs> uh, you know, stand up in the fighting stands, the roll throughs, everything. Like, dude, they got Casey Cannizzaro on Lacey Lane, just like, just just fucking around in Lar- on Largo loops and and whatever else, like on parts of like the C Team house shows for NXT. Lacey Lane and and, and Casey Cannizzaro, like you've watched both of them wrestle, like. Do they wrestle one circle or two circles around, or three or four around? Uh, around I'd probably Peyton? say like two. <laughs> it's yeah. So the iconics, you guys, are the LeBron James bums of the week. So I guess we will make copies and send both of you awards. So yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, so Rich, just to give you a heads up, all uh, every match from the uh, from the Stardom Cork and Hall show uh, popped up uh, today. So. Uh, I'm going to at some point tomorrow or whatever else. I'm going to wash the icon, the taste of the iconic out of my mouth, and watch uh, Stardom and you know and, and enjoy professional wrestling as opposed to that shit. That that whatever is, that was. Yeah, that that is not Yoshirai's professional wrestling. No, <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Um, so that is not Sasha Banks' professional wrestling. It is not. No. It is not. No. It's not Tessa well, Blanchard's professional wrestling, bro. You know. <laughs> Becky Lynch was in that match, and that was not Becky Lynch's professional wrestling. It <laughs> 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 was ridiculous. All right, so on to our wrestler of the week. So we have five nominees. Starting here, Mustafa Ali um, got a big win over Andrade. 
Yes, he had the deal with Brock, but he was headlining, main eventing, uh, as The Rock would say. Uh, we got Roman Reigns, who dragged Elias to respectability. <laughs> respectability, <laughs> Okay. Then um, we've got uh, we got the returning Dolph Ziggler. Uh, perhaps a career moment uh, with his promo and, and attack and storyline he's going to be set up. So this is the most important thing I feel like he's done in years. Like going back to the the feud he had with the Miz, like over the retirement uh, stipulation. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Then we got Bailey got a big win over Charlotte, won the women's title this week. And then one money in the bank. One money in the bank also cashed it in. Was and, super over. Probably the most over she ever was in the single. Well, at least since two thousand. At least since WrestleMania thirty three. You know, she got people sending out you know tweets to Sasha Banks. You know, making fun of her <laughs> and whatnot. Um. Uh, wow. Then we got Kofi Kingston, the WWE champion, who was on both shows, winning, then participating in the angle, being over as a babyface. Looking like the fucking man. Yeah, people cheering for him, no booze. Like, it's it just a matter. It, it, like, it's funny because the people I hear from, like, if they weren't also fans of Kofi, like, I, I can imagine them like saying, like, are y'all say how come y'all ain't sick of Kofi? How can y'all ain't turn on Kofi because all he does is beat people in the middle of the ring with his move. It's like, well, people like him, and that's part of the game. Like, it's a popularity contest, and. That's kind of how professional wrestling has kind of always worked. It's just, can you be compelling while doing that? Like, The Rock was able to do that. Um, John Cena was able to do that to a lesser extent, and Roman Reigns does that to a less, to a far lesser extent, and that's part of the problem because, like, Vince has fucked Roman up, and that's not Roman's problem. That's Vince, or that's, or that's not Roman's fault. That's Vince's fault. Yeah. But y'all love Vince more than y'all really love Roman. Y'all just love Roman because Vince loves him. So we know who y'all you might really wanna, you, might, you might want to work on unpacking that. Yeah. <laughs> that. R- write that down on a piece of paper, you know, sort that out. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a real tough one right here. And this is like, I want to give it to two people here. And you know, I feel like, I feel like you can't give it to, to, to Ziggler without giving it to Kofi and you can't give it to Kofi without giving it to Ziggler. All right. Well, I'll split that time for you. I'm giving it to Bailey. I Why? don't care. I'm give because she won. Rich, what is this? What is this? What is this fake business about? Making money. Yes. And how do you win? <laughs> how do you make money? You win. Win, 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 win. Fuck everything else. Win, 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 win. <laughs> Full J Rock. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm running. Um, I'm running. I'm running straight to the. I'm running straight to the pole. To the I'm front of the line. You, you going to the front of the line? No, I said I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to no, the I front of the line. I said that I'm going to the pole. The pole. I didn't say I'm going to the front of the line. I'm sorry. He said he's cutting inside jokes. But yeah, yes. I'm. Yeah, I, I am voting for Bailey. You can pick whoever you want, but my, my vote goes for Bailey. I'll do you a solid. I'll vote for Bailey too. How about I that? I appreciate that. The show, look, the show wrapping up. Yeah, we needed this. You know, I'm happy. We had to give Bailey one of these, but uh, yeah, Dolph Ziggler was excellent. Kobe was that. Kobe's yes, been he was. excellent. Yes, so. they were. 
Uh, but we gonna yeah, go ahead and uh, we we gonna do this one for James uh, this week. So. <laughs> yes. So anyway, that's gonna wrap the show up. This one went a little bit longer, but you Full know the, the the, the pay per view ones uh, go through. What, what's gonna happen when when Kyrie Sane and Bailey meet one day, James? What what side will you be on? What's, who, what's who you with, James? Are are you saying that while I'm while I'm wearing this Kyrie Saint shirt? I am. Really I up? am. Okay. Uh, I am. Um. Well, does it? Well, well <laughs> stupid. Um. So, like, does it mean one of them has to be a heel, or is it gonna be Davis? Uh, that's up to you, player. Like, I don't. <laughs> You, you're the one that gave the hypothetical scenario. Uh, All right, let, let's keep hot of you right now. You know, I mean, I, hey, I, let, I let let's say she she out there in the ring, Bailey cutting a promo, and Kyrie saying comes out by herself talking about I want it. Oh, I, oh my god! And pointing at the belt. Um, okay, so <laughs> New Japan so, style. Yeah, uh, it's like, what are you doing here? What do you want? I want that. Yes. Um, yeah. So I could swear this happened on WWE before somewhere. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, like uh, at that point, I just root for greatness. <laughs> I, just, I just root for greatness. I just root for the. I just root for the four in the corner. That's all I root for at that point. I, look, I look. I can't root for either one of them because either way, whoever wins, I win. So like, I just root for the greatness. Unbelievable. I can, I just cheerlead for the match. Go match. <laughs> go match. Go. Go match. Go. See, unfortunately, I can't share the same situation. You know. Two pretty much my two favorite guys are in different companies right now, so um, you know, I, I can only hope Ricochet gets out of uh, his WWE contract oh and uh, and goes on over so he can fight Kenny. So, you know, oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna wrap the show up. Uh, we are about it here this week. Like I said, we will be back next week for the final One Nation Radio on Lords of Pain. If you want to send us in anything to read off during the show, uh, send it to twitter you know you guys know how to contact us at this point if not you know yeah. so yeah tweet rich yeah so tweet james you know, so, <laughs> you know so anyway that's gonna wrap it up we'll holla at y'all sorry chad <laughs>